0: All right. Night two of Ship Chasing's playoff week extravaganza. And tonight is a big night. Pat, of course, has been in the lab fine-tuning his ownership projections for the FFPC playoff contest. Tonight, we are going to reveal them. If you guys are Ship Chasing Discord members, those are actually just posted right now in the Discord. So if you want to pull those up and follow along, you can. Gretch is also back from his trip, so he will be able to fire off some fresh takes. Coming off of the Boomer Opto show last night, it's ship chasing. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. (laughs) This is why why I'm hot. Anita Hanjab. Fix your sight. Jamar Alpha Play Chase. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me, Darius (laughs) Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. all right ben Gretsch back from his travels ben how we feeling everyone uh was bummed out for you but I yeah it was still a, a decent trip oh.
1: yeah
2: i mean it was uh there were still some fun moments uh kind of a bummer to go down how we did just knowing uh we didn't really play our best game. I mean, everyone in the ship chase community has been been riding along. I know you guys; a lot of guys uh, have watched the uh, watched from the the Pac-12 championship against Oregon and the Texas game in the semifinal. And if you watch those games, then you know you kind of got the got the got a different team. It wasn't the same type of team against Michigan. You got to give your hat off to Michigan. They obviously obviously have like a really good D. They don't turn the ball over. They don't uh, commit a lot of penalties. They, they play smart football. But, man, I mean, we uh, felt like we had a poor game plan, felt like our quarterback played his worst game of the year. It's a rough time to kind of have some bad, bad shit. <laughs> like, usually our yeah. coaching staff's a huge a huge plus. We were, run, like, giving up downs, running on early downs with a hobbled running back where you have, like, no chance for an explosive run. You're hoping for, like, four yards. You're taking two. I mean, like, just so many, so many. I mean, we we kind of were conservative. We played like played a little, uh, not not our game. So anyway, it was uh, it was disappointing for sure to go down in a game that uh, felt like we could, frankly, could have won. So is what it is, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, you got to chase those highs because then when they do hit, inevitably, they're that much higher. Having experienced the uh, the pain of the gut punch loss.
3: For sure. Um,
0: well, uh, we are going to dig in tonight to the FFPC playoff contest. We kicked things off last night with Hassan and Blair going through the Boomer Opto. One of the really interesting things was as we got to the end of that, realizing how much. I don't know, uh, variability there still is with some of these ownership projections, specifically to injury status with the Eagles. And there is a lot of kind of 2v2s, 3v3s down there that are going to make things interesting. Uh, Pat, are you feeling like the ownership projections right now are in a pretty good place?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's still some questions. One thing I think I may need to end up doing is shift some additional fade to the Texans. It's probably something I'll end up doing during the show. I'm going to keep tinkering with these uh, as we go. Um, but the way I set up the spreadsheet is it just it's like fed by my my uh, behind the scenes um, where the sausage gets made spreadsheet. So it'll just auto update and if, if I make any changes on my end. Um, but yeah, I think the AJ Brown stuff seems to be trending in a positive direction. We still don't have results from the MRI, but I was reading today he was like walking around, seems fine. So if that's the case, then I think people are going to feel more comfortable. No, there's a potential two v two of like Jake Elliott, Nico Collins versus like Kaimi Fairbairn and AJ Brown. And the healthier Brown looks like more people shift over to that side. So that that'll probably be the biggest change from the rankings as you're looking at them now, assuming things trend in that direction.
0: Yep. Uh Gretch, I know you weren't able to check out the show last night, but are you starting to dig into this wild card and playoff slate at all?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I was telling you guys earlier today, the the injury stuff is, uh, I I mean, I didn't track it. I didn't track week 18 super close. seemed like there was a lot of injury stuff that's going to impact the playoffs now. So, I mean, that's kind of a bummer. It's also, you know, a lot of potential opportunity there, Um and then, yeah, I mean that when when I when I saw the actual boomer opto, Nico Collins was a name that stuck out to me. But I think I mean it just hearing you talk through it, Pat, I think it does make sense. I mean, Stroud has led an offense all year that has had a lot of skill po- position production. I think people are gonna feel good about that. It seems odd that the Eagles wouldn't have anyone in, but like AJ Brown banged up. De- DeAndre Swift's not a guy that you're gonna, you know, love to go to. And I mean, it, it really is. It's a Jalen hurts type play if you can, but no one's going to be picking them to, to win the super bowl. It's uh that's a tough one. The Eagles is a tough one. And I, I could see them being kind of, I was just thinking, like as Pat was saying that, I was thinking to like, that's kind of wild, but they might be uh pretty highly faded.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, they're going to be more highly faded than you would think based on their odds of making the super bowl. If AJ Brown doesn't look right, like, and the concern is right. That he, it's a Monday night game. So how much are we even going to know? Right. And how much
2: are people going to want to even take the risk? Even if he's
3: expected to play, like he doesn't get re-injured, you know, I mean, right. So I have them right now at 25% total fade, which is the highest of, um, well, no, I've got them higher than the dolphins and higher than, than the Rams who both have lower odds of, you know, going to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I do think, again, when we talk about the Boomer Opto and stuff, we're talking about generally, you know, someone who's submitting one lineup who's kind of wanting to play things conservative. These are the decisions they're, you know, tending toward. Like, if you're putting in three lineups, you might say, all right, I'll do one Eagles fade, I'll do one with Goddard, and I'll do one with AJB. Like, you know, you might get to those spots when you build multiple. um, But I think, in general, the uncertainty of that Monday night game and just the fact that, like, obviously we'll get more news between now and lock, but I mean, it's pretty quiet on the AJ Brown news front right now. um, Almost in an ominous way.
3: Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird that he got an MRI today and there's no news. (laughs) Like, how are they not tell us what the MRI said?
0: Someone knows. Yeah. So I don't know. I find that pretty frustrating. Um, Tomorrow will be the big day, right? Because because, Generally, Wednesday is the first practice report day where we get like some good information, but that's for Sunday games. So I'm guessing all their stuff is moved back one day. So you would think tomorrow would be like an, a key practice report yeah. day for the Eagles.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Friday we'll we'll obviously we'll get something. So that'll that'll that's still the big domino for this. I think it affects Dallas Goddard. Um, I've moved Goddard down uh fairly significantly since yesterday Um, because I think I'm kind of positioning like either AJ Brown's basically going to get played as we expect. And then I don't think people are really going to Goddard that much, or you don't, you feel like really shaky about Brown and then all of a sudden Goddard becomes pretty interesting. So I've, I've kind of currently sitting close to where I feel like AJ Brown is, you know, more or less going to get played um, as normal. But if so that you, changes, then I need to shift
0: a lot. Do you want to just uh, filter to Eagles and we just start there just because yeah, we're on the Yeah, let's start, let's
3: start Eagles. I was going to say, your first Am I sharing my screen or are you?
0: Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sharing your thing. So you just need to filter on your sheet. Okay. Right? Yeah. Does that work? That works. Yeah. Let's
1: do it.
2: Okay. I was you got to say that. that the twenty five percent felt almost light, but obviously the matchup with Tampa. I think a lot of people are going to play them to win. Obviously, I mean Tampa is another one that that you were saying, you know, playing it either way with, um, or no, you maybe you weren't saying that for for Tampa as the trade off. But we were talking about Evans a little bit earlier, right in the chat. I mean, this is a game where I mean, there's going to be some people that don't want to play either side of this, right?
3: For the people I, that do that, we we have yes. to do that. I think, yeah, I think I think the game that jumps out to me there is the Browns, where you go Browns D, Kaimi Fairbairn, and you're like Browns D so good, I I don't even care if I get two games from them, but you do, you should care. Yeah, but <laughs> but, but I, I can see that more than than the Eagles one. Yeah. Although again, if AJ Brown's not healthy, then that shifts. Shifts things a lot. Oh, I'm excited yeah. to look at that because I feel like a joke is going to catch. I mean, people forget
2: it's in premium.
0: <laughs> the it, it is so weird. I, I kind of agree with Gretch just again, looking at like where guys go in underdog drafts. And even like, uh, not that this is the ultimate like sentiment indicator, but I was pulling up Battle Royale ADP and like Baker is like QB 12 this week. Like people, I, I, I just assumed people would want to target this Eagle secondary, but I don't know if there's just like lingering hangover respect for this old Eagles defense, even though they've been a shitty secondary all year. But in my mind, it'd be like, you'd be crazy not to play at least one side of this via an offensive piece. And yet maybe people are just like, I don't like this game. I'll I'll stay away in some spots.
2: Well, especially if Brown is dubious tomorrow at practice, right?
0: right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. But what do you guys think? I mean, let's say, let's say Brown Limited practice to tomorrow. Um, full practice Friday. You know, no real concern that he's going to be on uh, like a snap count or something. Where, where do you think he I comes? I think this seems,
0: I, a- I think this seems solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. i I wouldn't be surprised to see him come down a bit more, maybe like to the forty percent range, and the the Elliot, and maybe even like. You're saying Not if he even. gets in a full practice, even?
2: Yeah, I think people are gonna be afraid of the injury and pivot to Devonta some. I think I would have Devonta a little higher than this. I mean, I look at this and I say AJ Brown's hobbled. We do think the Eagles are, are likely to at least win one game. You do probably want a skill position player from the winner in this game. They are favored by three on the road. That's a pretty significant number on a road, you know, on a road situation that you probably want a skill guy in this game and AJ Brown's not healthy. Now AJ Brown in the second game could be healthier and that's when you could get your big AJ Brown number. But I do look at this and I'm like, I mean it could be DeVonta Smith over two games. Like that, last year they were like that even. Obviously AJ Brown's been more dominant this year, but if AJ Brown is banged up, if you're spotting that almost in a vacuum, you 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 might project DeVonta or Goddard close thing, enough
0: and it's not like this is cd lamb who have, we have on the injury report and we're uncertain about and his form has just been awesome like i mean aj brown his production right. has been incredibly muted since like literally the end of boxing. yeah
2: he's on a bad run since the 125 streak 125 plus yards in every game he's only gone over 100 yards once since that ended and, and that's since the beginning of november so yeah week nine
3: All right, I bumped them down five percent and and gave it to Devonta.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's right. Um, and obviously the this is probably would you say Pat this team in this news report on AJ Brown is probably the most volatile projection across the contest right now?
3: I think so because no one really cares about Waddle. Um no one's playing Waddle, no one no one cares about Gabe, no one cares about Gabe. No one really cares about. Well, I would say Mostert's probably the second biggest because I think you'll see some shift to Mostert. Actually, I have Mostert ahead of HN right now. Just thinking, like you know, Boomers love their touchdowns, and he's he's leading the league in them. So,
0: yeah, this is this is a good point from Jonathan about sliding the AJB stuff directly to Devonta. I'm not sure people are feeling great about his health either. Oh, right now,
2: yeah, that's where I'm not. I'm not caught up on the health stuff. He says he, Devonta was less likely to play than NJB is what he's he's seen on that next comment there.
0: I haven't so. seen again an updated thing. He was dealing with that ankle injury, so that's another one where the injury report. Yeah, he didn't practice last way. week, so yeah,
3: maybe maybe that's a mistake to slide it there. So I, I guess it goes to God, or although it's honestly a reason. We could see fade fade them fade the game. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: fade or the I think the kicker could or play, play. Tampa the to win. win.
2: I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you yeah. can play Evans and the and the kicker or
0: what have you. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't belabor this one too much just because it's gonna get uh shaken up a decent bit, but I do think there's lots of ways this can go because like if AJ Brown, they're like, holy cow, he doesn't practice, and then Devonta Smith's a full participant, like that's going to go different than like both AJB and Devonta Smith don't practice. You know, like all these different configurations will shift for sure. things around.
2: If for they sure. if they were to both miss, I think you like you you don't feel good about Philly winning the game, I, right? I mean, that's it's not that wouldn't be ideal for them. Yep. they already won pretty convincingly in Tampa earlier this year, and and I believe that's a that's when uh, DeAndre Swift was like really hot early in the year, and he had a big rushing game.
0: And yeah, I think you can rushing these, yards. these teams are in like completely opposite form than where they yeah. were in September. Right, that was
2: Week Three. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I think the 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 one name that we're not talking about a ton here that is interesting just because the lack of viable tight end options is Goddard. Like if you get the double whammy of Brown and Devontae not being there, I could see people saying like, dude, this buck secondary has got lit up all year. People forget it's tight end premium. I'll just burn my, my spot and just bank 10 targets for Dallas Goddard here.
2: Leone's going to talk us into Julio Jones you guys realize
3: (laughs) I I moved I I kept AJ Brown at 45 and I just took uh, the Devontae percentage and I gave it to Goddard and Jake Elliott so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I think that's probably but I think some of this Goddard could come back to uh, Brown so
0: some of this Elliott could come back to Brown too yeah, uh, which which way do you want to go, Pat? Do you want to go matchup by matchup? Do you want to go to Bucks here? Or what yeah, let's go Bucks.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's probably the, the most fun way to do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Bucks uh, are a fun one to talk through because I think you can make you know le- legitimate cases for three to four different ways to play the Bucks. Um, I, I'm struggling with uh, just personally, like thinking about hard fading. Uh, the Bucks, just because they're in a great spot and there's a lot of ways I think this can be a fun game um, but you have it right now Evans at 26 Rashad White at 21 I'll do a better job for the audio listeners here um, defense at 19 and Tampa Bay fade at 16 what was the uh, was there anything tough for you here
3: yeah I don't I think maybe I've got the defense and McLaughlin kind of I might need to go find some additional. Uh, I, I there's so many kickers to project, and so I I keep having to steal kicker percentages from everybody, and so yeah. I, but the field will feel that way as well. Um, so that that's one. It feels a little weird. Like I think people will feel better about playing McLaughlin than the Tampa Bay D, but it's it's hard to to choose your kicker. There's lots of interesting kicker options. Um, and then Evans and White uh, getting this one dialed in is tricky for sure because I there's something about just like feeling comfy that you've you've got the running back it's it's a weak running back prop um, this lets you get off Kyron which I think people probably of all like the chalky guys Kyron's going to be the most comfortable fade where you're like oh I can play Puka you know or I can play Pop and so white lets you do that. And and it's like one of those spots where like an Evans Iron versus Puka White 2v2 actually feels kind of fun to go with like the, the non-chalky one. So I think this will be a pretty common it'll be so common that it's also just going to be like secondary chalk, I think.
0: I think that's right.
3: This feels
2: to me um right right like i i think you're right to have a pretty high like total fade of about 50% here and you had 25% on the eagles we just talked through that as well and it's going to be a game where people might even make the mistake of fading both sides of it it feels to me like a good opportunity to be playing both sides of it because you know we some of the other games we get to are going to be the ones where people are going to want to play both sides of it, but they're not necessarily great situations. I know we've talked a little bit about like Miami and KC, for example, extremely cold game, and everybody's going to want to play both sides of that. Um, and, and someone's going to lose, right? And that's a big part of this contest is understanding that somebody is going to lose. This is a spot where you kind of just get a free roll, and you can tell yourself that Mike Evans, and whether it's you know A.J. Brown or whoever the Eagles is – you know, play is, they're in a good matchup in this game. Both of these de- secondaries are beatable, right? They can get there in one game, plus you don't have to pick the game. It's not going to be necessarily low scoring. It is in Tampa. It looks like there's going to be some potential for thunderstorms and some rain, but it's not like it's going to be, like, freezing cold or anything. Would expect some offensive production in this matchup, wouldn't you guys? I mean, I think this is a yes. an interesting one to – to lean into the, the actual plays that are there.
0: Yeah. And I, we, we had um, one of the like epiphanies I'm having about this game is how the field will play it. I think this is going to end up being the kicker game because you think about like how people want, they're getting worried about those outdoor games. You play your, your Browns defense or you play your, you know, chiefs defense, whatever it may be in those cold weather games. And then in the dome games, right, you're playing the Rams. In the Lions from both sides offensively, you're playing C.D. Lamb, and then you're most likely fading Packers. And so then you're looking around for what feels like the c- comfy click, and you're like, I kind of don't know what to do with this game. It's a warm-weather game. Chase McLaughlin, Jake Elliott, I think start to look pretty good. I, I think we're going to see a ton of kicker ownership. And, I mean, that's reflected by the boomer opto there, but that's just a thought I'm having. I think this feels like I the like kicker that. spot for people.
2: Yeah,
3: I like that. So it's I either
2: guess- full fade or it's – Play the position player. Mike, Mike Evans feels like last year's TK Metcalf play. We talked a lot about that. It was the Seattle team that nobody wanted to pick to win, but Metcalf did end up having a huge game. We, we were overweight on him. Do you guys remember that? It's yeah. so funny. It's, he's Tampa has been the seat. Maybe they'll be Seattle this year. They got Dave Canales. Maybe they'll turn Baker around the way that they turned Geno around. Now we're all the way into the playoff contest, and I still want to make the comparison. But, I mean, they, they are the – division winner that's the four seed that people want to pick to get beat in the first round at home but there's a pretty good argument for just you know leaning into their star receiver if they lose they're going to need to throw if they win Evans is you know a great play for a two-week
0: spot anyway right I think he's a good good play at uh, you know even at that number And the reason, too, I I agree with, like, the Chase McLaughlin for the Boomer Opto, too, is just, like, you see the way the market has treated Evans and Rashad White all year. And it's, like, people are like, yeah, it's concentrated, but there's always this, like, lingering fear of, like, what if the floor, you know, bottoms out or, you know, falls out from underneath them? And then this is the Baker belt down game. It's like no one has wanted to fully buy into Evans and Rashad White. Um, I I just am trying to, like, gauge sentiment, and I do really think uh, this will be a big kicker uh spot here.
3: Yep, I just added some kicker. Um so which added a little bit more fade to the game. Or no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh I took it from uh from their fade. So Okay. I bumped down Tampa Bay's fade and and moved it to the kicker. And I took away from Michael Badgley on, of the Lions. Cuz to your point, I think people that I thought that might be a kicker game to some extent, but I think people just play it from both sides because, because Gibbs is attractive enough there that, yeah, people, people probably feel more comfortable about playing it through Tampa Bay's kicker as opposed to Detroit's.
0: And Um, you you think about how that pull gets, like what are the games where the kicker can actually pull ownership? It's when there's not an overwhelmingly attractive skill position, you know, Amon raw is going to just be a black hole, you know, sucking in so much, that you're not necessarily feeling like I shrug my shoulders and I play the kicker. Cause I can't decide on a skill position guy.
3: Yeah. And I think another times that kicker will, will get some one, if you just kind of want to bet them to lose, which you will get some of with Detroit. But I think that's if you don't feel like you have a good pivot at all and you're like, God, I don't want to eat this massive chalk. Um, then it makes sense to go ahead and uh, play the kicker to some extent. But that's not really the case in Detroit. You feel good, actually, about pivoting to to Gibbs. He's one of the most fun pivots in the entire tournament. So, you know, I yeah, you probably – I may need to actually make that that move again and and take down uh, their Lions – the Lions fade a little bit
0: more. Do you guys want to hop over to Lions here? Yeah, let's do do it. All right.
2: I was telling you guys earlier, Laporta was going to be one of my favorite plays in this. It's a bummer we lose him. It does make this. You guys were just talking about Amon-Ra really taking a lot of the projection. It does make this less fun, also, right? Like for sure, Gibbs gets bit by Montgomery a little bit, and you can see why people would just say, "I'm just going to take ARSP," right? Like he's going to get all the targets. If they lose, he's going to catch a bunch of balls. If they win, he's going to catch a bunch of balls. He's a slot guy. Why not just take the dude that's obviously going to catch a bunch of balls? And I don't know if I could really argue with it. Like, the, how, are there a lot of scenarios where Gibbs crushes Amon Ra in a loss or crushes Amon Ra over
3: multiple games? He, no, you're kind of playing it as a and- loss. But it's weird because you probably want to, you prefer the Rams to lose if you don't take Kyron, probably. You know, not that Puka can't outscore Kyron over two games, but like, you also have to worry about Cup there. And so if you're going to Puka, it's kind of almost easier to go Puka Amon ra and hope the Lions win. And you don't really want to go Kyron Gibbs because that kind of takes away some of the fun of, of going Gibbs is that it gets you off of Kyron.
0: So, right. I wonder, do you think then that would be like if you're playing Gibbs, <laughs> is it do you do you like full fade or soft fade the Rams?
3: I think it's in play for sure. It's just they're a tough team to soft fade. I have them at nine percent fade, which is lower than the Ravens. (laughs) So I've got I just have the feel playing a Ram because you've got because Cup. I mean Cup is a sweet play. Like you know, as a as far as like you know, like Galaxy brain plays go, like it's Cooper
0: Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything else here on the Lions? I just don't see people getting to Montgomery. Um, I, I just don't. I don't really see anything else other than these these top three. You really have here.
3: No. I mean, I guess I'd be I'd be curious to to hear what you think about. Let me let me uh, unzoom. If we can, you scroll over and take a look at the the fades yeah. here for team level. Um, so I've got Detroit at 18%, just kind of how that compares to some of the other teams. Cause that would be the one thing of maybe I have Badgley still a little too high. If people just want to play it through Amon-Ra or get, but I do think the lines have looked shaky and, um, they've lost Laporta. So, and the Rams look pretty live. So I think some people will be willing to, to just play the kicker and, you know, fade them. Yeah, I feel like Albinra might come in
2: higher than fifty-eight or whatever you had him at. It wouldn't I surprise think- me if he was sixty-five and Badgley was
0: lower. To your question, mm-hmm. and and honestly, I would even maybe even take it from Gibbs. Yeah, uh, I think I think the split i don't think people are going to really be as excited large. to
2: pull the I'm not even that excited to pull the get the, the gibbs trigger I, I I know some of you guys like it a little bit but I, I don't think people are going to be as excited as as you just kind of made it seem like it it is tricky like you you do have Montgomery it's not just a you know a, a clear workload there right and
0: the almen is mean, the
2: slot guy that just racks up targets so you get this floor up from a receiver that's different you know
0: and even this narrative, you know, Shelley says, don't you want Gibbs in losing scripts? I mean, he hasn't been catching a ton of balls of late either. I mean, they were in a close game against Dallas uh, a couple of weeks ago. He had three targets, caught one ball. I mean, he had that stretch in the middle of the part of the season, you know, 10 targets, five, five, six, eight. And now it's been two, four, two, the one, seven game against Minnesota three, one. So it's like, you can't even hang your hat on. He's going to catch four to five balls here. And that gives me a floor. Right.
3: So so I just took the I just took badly down. Does this look a little better? 15% fading Detroit. I mean, it's a little it's lower than you would think just given how. Oops. Oh, I think um, you're on
0: uh, Baltimore here. Yeah, let me let me filter down. I think that looks a little better to me. I, I'm with mm-hmm. Gretch. I think I think Amon Ra just separates in such a massive way. You see that in the underdog drafts right now, too. I mean, Amon Ra's going like early second round, and it's a while after until Gibbs goes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I didn't know he was going that high. That's high for I mean, there's not a lot of faith in Detroit to actually make a huge run. I mean, know what uh, to your point it's a while later till till Gibbs, the next best player on their team goes, because no one's not, it's not like people are stacking up the line starting in the early (laughs) second round. It's just that Amon Ra's getting that kind of deference.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe I oversaid, I mean, Amon Ra's ADP is 10, Gibbs goes 21, and then a huge gap to Montgomery at 36. So I, I think having that Gibbs around 18 is pretty like proportional to that ADP delta, but Amon Ra is just... And he, like, even by your, like, leg up rankings, Pat, like, you won't ever get him on raw, like, based if, if you're using the leg up stuff. You got to have him as mega overvalued.
2: You can be more um, extreme on wide receivers in the starting lineups over here than you can an underdog. You got to have some running back depth at underdog, right? And it's half yeah. PPR. So th- there's that gap there, but I would, I mean, I, it would make sense over here, I think, to have an even bigger gap.
0: Yeah, I think, this, I think this looks right. Because you can uh, play me. six receivers and two running yeah. backs in, in an FFPC lineup. In, and I do think, you know, we've had in previous years, right, where you had the two dominant duos on a team. You know, I'm thinking of the, um, you know, the old Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, the Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams stuff. But it, that was where the back was the clear lead back on the team. And I think the fact, of Montgomery's presence and just knowing you don't have squatters' rights on all the touchdowns and stuff continues to make Gibbs even less attractive as like the clean pivot. Oh, everyone's playing a on I'll just go to Gibbs. It's like, well, fuck. What if Montgomery has the two TDs? You know, I'm like, what am I doing here?
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Right. And someone said, like, Gibbs has outscored in a few wins, but then they have a second game. They're, unless they go all the way to the Super Bowl, right? Like, so then they lose in the next game. Does he maintain that lead? I mean, that's one of those things that we see in this contest is, like, you can be right in the first game, but then the contest continues, right? Like, it's total points over their run, and every team but one is going to lose at some point. So, for some of the running backs, they get a little bit trappy, and Gibbs doesn't make sense as a trap back, which is like, you know, they don't catch enough passes, but he's kind of been that. That's sort of been what we've talked about. Not not a full trap back, but he trended – dangerously close to that um, that type of usage in some games where it's like okay well when they lose it feels like he can just be a little bit out of the box score Aminra feels just so much more comfortable he's going to get his targets if, if they go down losing Aminra is going to catch eight balls underneath in the second half right like it's just yeah. going to happen
0: Guys, I would say tonight's show is all about putting ourselves in the mind of the field. It's an extension of the Boomer Opto exercise. <laughs> None of these leverage picks are quite financial advice yet. We're trying to say what when the majority of people are going to their lineups, what are the things they're thinking through here?
3: Well, I did see a lot of people eyeing Montgomery at one percent. So I took it from Goff and, and got him to two. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, know. you got you got eyeball chat uh steam there on David uh, I did David Montgomery. I'll
2: um, I'll be honest. Like I, I think you um it's easy to look for, for the for good pivots on every roster on every team. I think every team's a little unique. And I will I'm gonna be advocating for for playing a decent amount of almond raw in our lineups. Like even at a high ownership percentage you have a 12 man roster you do have other spots that you can pull levers i think he's a the right play in, for detroit it, like I, I think he should be yeah.
3: 65% i don't know that i want to be even with 65% but i think i'd be fine with like 55 or 60 so like a slight i think that's right a slight
0: slight yeah. fade from the field's enthusiasm but you're still You're trying to match them within reason as
3: much as within reason. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. I think Uh, it's probably this is this feels like a better number than the one I started with.
0: Yeah, um, let's see. Let's go to um, let's head over to Rams. (coughs) Same game. This is an interesting one, man. So
3: that Cooper Cup number is really appealing. (laughs) (laughs) but i think i feel pretty good about the cooper cup number where i'm not hearing anyone really talk about cup i think people may naturally go oh i don't want to play kyron at nearly half the field so you know i'll play i'll play puka instead (laughs) but i'm not hearing i'll play cup instead the if you would have went back to
2: the beginning of the year right around the Started the draft season, obviously, whatever, you know, a lot has happened, and Kyron and Puka are are the two biggest out of nowhere names in in fantasy this season. But if you would have said that that the Rams would be in the playoffs and and you'd be projecting Cooper Cuff healthy (laughs) at 15%, I would have, my mind would have exploded. I don't know how
3: I could have explained that. Like it couldn't have been fade. It's still, you still would have cut more than 15%. It's so bizarre. Two 18th round best ball picks would be above. That we trust them players more. Players. Yeah. It yeah, has to be That's the
2: only way it makes sense. It has to be two other players that, that the, the field likes even more than cup. It's wild.
3: Yeah. And, the, and I mean, we're getting comments here. Uh, Shorty Vegas pick says cup might be 10% or less. He thinks I'm too bullish on cup. Is it that I,
2: so? I've heard this a lot from subscri- subscribers all year—the Cup and Nakua thing. It's back and forth. I think everyone has a side here. There are people that think Nakua is the clear first-round pick next year and the obvious heir apparent to Cup, and I think there are other people that are, still think Cup is the the clear ab- above. And I think everyone kind of thinks their side is the clear side, but it's actually relatively close. I, I do think there are people that are still in the Cup camp. Uh
3: I don't know it. I don't. I think the Cup. Cup needs playoffs to to have his camp make any noise this offseason. I think well, uh, I'm Sam saying Sherman going into and, this, right? Okay. In our chat for ADP chasing, uh, Sam Sherman was like <laughs> saying that you know he's been he was railing against the Jalen Waddles of the world, and he's like the next Cuck wide receiver. too, i I'm going to be railing against is Cooper Cup. <laughs> so he's already starting that drumbeat. I think uh that's
2: really convenient when you just take when the when the wide receiver two becomes the wide receiver one, you just you just flip them and say that the, like because cup would be a wide receiver one in this analogy, right? No,
3: he's the he's saying he's the wide receiver two, and he's overdrafted. So I think I think you're gonna have plenty of people. I mean, puka, like a rookie wide receiver entering his second year, just had the best rookie season ever. Like, I think that um yeah, no, I know people are gonna be in on him for next year. I mean, for this, I don't think they're. I think people. I think it'll be like really contrarian
0: to be like, I'm still cup as the wide receiver one in in L. A. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. yeah, the thing I think the reason I think it's Puka is Puka's consistency. Mm-hmm. Has just been better. Like, he hasn't been below 20% of the targets all year. You know, Cup has had some of these swingy games. Cups like mm-hmm. dot at the beginning of the year was a really high dot. They were using him downfield. Now, in the past, like, few weeks, it's been, like, sub-seven. You know, like, his usage has just been herky-jerky. I feel like when people click Puka, they're like, I know what I'm getting. You know, and that feels yeah. better than the mystery box of what I'm getting. Cool you had this up. call
3: on Depot a couple years ago where you're just like, he's the comfy click, man. And he came in yeah. really high that year.
0: Yeah. The thing, the reason obviously these guys are going to stay in check is because of Kyron. And Kyron is more a product of how bad the running back options are than anything else. And Kyron is the back who, you say, even if Detroit is winning, he's going to be on the field catching passes. He's not going to get game scripted out. He's not going to lose carries to anyone else. And I can use one of my running back spots on that. Like that is a profile people really, really like. It is interesting though, to have someone like Puka that can pull from him in a very comfy way. Cause you can tell yourself, even in a Rams win, Puka could easily be their top scorer over two games.
3: For sure. And I do I do only have 1% fade here um to to answer Chris's question in the chat but I think I'm pretty confident about that like we've seen uh situations like this before I would compare this to the Chargers from last year where they I projected the Chargers to be 16% faded um which you know makes sense given that they lost in round 1 uh but they were 6% <laughs> So yeah, eighteen percent projected six percent. One of my biggest misses, uh, actually. I think yeah, by far my my base over projection of a team uh, last year, uh, actually. And then I under projected how much people would fade the Jaguars. So people were just like, I'm I'm taking Eckler the comfy side of this. I'm not going to figure out the Jaguars side. I'm just going to fade them. Um, and I I don't know that people will will go that route because it's actually comfy to click both sides of this game, but. You know, there's no real reason to fade the Rams unless you're specifically thinking like a a couple um, steps down the line of, you know, I've got to play this against where the field is going. But like we know that a lot of the field doesn't do that, they just pick what feels best.
0: Also, what checks out to me with your Ownership, too, is like, again, looking at the ADPs on underdog, and I know it's different, um, not the exact same thing, but I I think it gives you a good sentiment check. Kyron goes at 20, Puka shortly behind at 25, and then a seven-pick gap to Cup at 32, which is almost like the exact proportions you have in like 48, 28, 15. Uh, Wait, say that
2: again? Say the pick?
0: Kyron goes at pick 20, Puka goes at 25, 26, he's 25.9, and then Cups at 32.2. That's so interesting. it's, it's I, so the
2: whole it's chat's important. talking about next year's ADP and, and Pat, you were too. I wasn't talking about next year's ADP at all. It's very obvious that, that Puka's going to go higher as a year two receiver in ADP next year. I'm talking about this contest specifically, like right now, where people are going to view it. And I do think, um, I'm, I'm curious about where Chase landed at, his rookie year. They made the playoffs his rookie year. And he was even more highly touted, I think, at this That's point.
3: That's 2021, right? I
2: can pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious where he landed, because I figured you might have that. They didn't have a Kyron-type uh, running back. Mixon was, I think, reasonably owned, but not, not where Kyron is at. But I am curious, because they had Higgins as well at that time as a second year. But I, 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 I think this is our bubble, and everyone who is commenting in our chat and everyone who's in our world is more inclined to like rookie receivers and then
3: second-year receivers as well. It's a really interesting one. This is a really good comp because Mixon came in at 48. Okay. And uh, Jamar Chase came in at 31. And Higgins came in at 9. So this we could literally see the exact same percentages for these
2: three this year. I was going to say that had to be a bigger gap than this because Higgins was a second-year player and not just had the best season of all time couple of years ago and people will say Cooper Cup in the playoffs a couple of years ago that Stafford's gonna trust Cooper Cup again in the playoffs in this spot. But I mean if you guys really I mean I might be the only one that sees that, that that sort of boomer angle. I think people that that people outside our circle will think that a little bit more. Um but if I'm the only one who who kind of sees that view, then I think that's the way it should be. I think Cup and Akua should be a toss up. I actually – and I, I think I'm going to be – wanting to be heavy on Cup if this feels even like a high projection at 15.
3: Well, one of the things about doing these, right, is if you project them and then you go, oh, my God, what an opportunity. Then maybe yeah. you've just misprojected it. Right. So so that's where
2: I'm like well, hesitant for, to – Nakua has been a lot more consistent throughout the season. But when their season is on the line, do you guys believe that Nakua has established himself – As more targetable than cup, like go back to that Baltimore game. They went balls out in that game. They got basically identical targets, and Cup ended up having a little bit of a better game. But that's what I think it is. I think it's a toss up. And so if Nakua is going to carry double ownership, then I want to be on Cup. I don't think it's Nakua should be double Cup. Basically, should be in an efficient market. That doesn't mean what what it will be. And I think you guys are convincing. And the chat's kind of convincing me. I
3: just wonder. Maybe this is our, our bubble a little bit too he much. He shouldn't be double. But what happens in this tournament is that 60-40 type decisions get split 80-20 in what happens. No one's like, people, it's not like very few of the people go, I guess I'll take the 40 to make sure that I have the the lower own side. Everyone's like, mm. the more I think about it, I do prefer Puka, so that's who I will play. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, this is, this is definitely an... Interesting one. I, I I could see it. Yeah, the cup stuff coming up a smidge, Puka coming down just a smidge, but I, I think this is a pretty good reflection of how the market feels about it right now. And um, Kyron
2: makes a ton of sense too. It's a tough RB market. Oh, yeah. But we know McVay like is a is a fantastic coach for running backs. They're going to rush inside the 10, right? He's gonna get green zone carries. They're gonna, I mean, even in a loss, he could have a two touchdown game, right? Uh, he hasn't caught as many balls lately, right? Is that, I mean, that's one minor concern I have for him in a loss. Like, could he be a little bit trappy?
3: He's a little bit, Oh, fatable. he could definitely be trapped. I think he's potentially pretty bad chalk, but I do, I mean, I had him higher, I had him in the 50s and I brought him down some because I was just like, he's so easy to fade and at kind of like 55 plus. But, uh, so if I brought you don't want to make. If you don't want to make the wide receiver decision, you just take Kyron. You, right? you just take Kyron, and I do think he compares a little bit to to Mixon from a few years ago, um, which that the running back position from two years ago, we had um, two point four six running backs played, and that's about what I have projected this year. So. Actually, that's exactly what I have projected this year. So a similar kind of strength of the position, meaning it's not that strong. Um, And so Mixon allowed people to kind of put a a guy who's going to get all the touches and just let me get one of my my running back spots locked down with a three-down workhorse. That's very appealing in this kind of field. So I don't know that Kyron can really come that much further down than this, given that we're going to see some fate of Tampa Bay, Rashad White. You also then have to give up Mike Evans, which is kind of a more fun way to play that game. So it's just it's just like kind of hard to get off of Kyron. I mean, maybe he's more like forty four percent or something, but it's not. I think he's he's
2: higher than this. If anything, I think you have that part of it right for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. This this could be a four hour show if we don't pick up the pace. Granted, this is like a, <laughs> one of the more interesting ones. Let's let's head over to Dallas and we can have a very quick conversation about C D Lamb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so I guess really the
2: question see- is is it worth pivoting off him in any in any case?
3: Not really.
0: It's so it's so <laughs> hard. I guess yeah. it, I think the, the Galbrain is what Pat has, right where you say um Jake Ferguson scores two TDs and a loss is is basically like the Galbrain way you you get there. Or Tony Pollard
2: is finally efficient. <laughs>
0: Nope, you don't do that.
2: Tony Follard, ADR, rushing TD.
3: Listen, I do not want this to be us. Don't don't let this this 2% be us. I don't want it to be us. I do not want to play Tony Follard. Yeah,
0: I just, I can't even, even if someone wants to play Cowboy Super Bowl run, then you maybe start to say, could you see Dak spreading out? But I mean, Lamb has just been the focal point. I just don't know how you get anywhere else.
3: You're gonna find other opportunities, I think, as well to get different. Like, I think the field is gonna condense massively to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So if you like wanted to play Purdy, Dak, or Hertz, which are all pretty strong quarterback plays, you're gonna be crazy, crazy different on that one decision alone. And those will all make you have a pit in your stomach a little bit, but a smaller pit than Fading CD Lamb for Jake Ferguson.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, CD Lamb's scored a touchdown in nine straight games. I mean, there is not a comfier click uh, in this contest. I, I'd argue it's even comfier than CMC when you say I get to get I, f- potentially three, four games from him.
3: I have him higher than CMC. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, let's talk. Aren't
3: about you Packers.
2: worried about Jair Alexander being a little? <laughs> oh, that <extra>. shit. <laughs> no, I'm
3: just kidding.
0: um this one is interesting (coughs) to me in that i I agree with the mega green bay fade um just when you look at the two biggest dogs on the slate but i i think the market is playing this wrong when you look at the total you look at the dome the game environment um this seems like a spot uh that i want a skill position or even a soft fade um just because i think there could be a lot of points here but i do agree the field is not going to want to deal with this spot for the packers
3: yeah, and like I think the issue is who do you pick? Because Jaden Reed definitely, you know, has some appeal given how he's come on. Um, Aaron Jones is a is a fun, you know, kind of galbrain running back play. Uh Christian Watson, you could like maybe consider. I, I might have him too high at 2%, to be honest, though. Um, so that I mean it just like, but then you're like, man, okay, I'm playing Jaden Reed. That's fun when I just think about that part, but now I'm not playing Tyree Kill. That sucks. Jaden Reed right. versus Tyree Hill. Jaden Reed versus Mike Evans. Jaden Reed versus AJ Brown. You know, you can kind of go around the. How league. confident?
2: I feel. I feel. I mean, how confident do you even feel in Jaden Reed versus Romeo Dobbs or Dontavian Wicks or Christian Watson? You I mean, don't, like, you feel. You don't. You, feel. You feel confident, but not a mate.
3: Yeah. I might take this and to give it a little to Jones because Jones is I a think guy. Jones is the, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's
2: where I was gonna yeah. go. Because I do think, I you think Jones can't feel Carlson confident Smith. enough do you? Okay. on the on the pass catchers, and running back is a constraint. Jones is the running back you play. You're not playing AJ Dillon. The re- receiver stuff is really tricky.
3: Maybe that's the way people play it because Jones unlocks something at least. where yep. Reed just feels like, what's the point? But honestly, I think I might I, it's possible I have the Packers too low as, as this as the fate.
0: <laughs> fate that's that's my up. that's my thing. Like I personally think that's way too low, but I'm still <coughs> trying to say, Will is that how the field will play it though?
3: Yeah, and it, that's I think one where if we get AJ Brown news, this is another spot where people will just go, Okay, I have AJ Brown. That makes me not only feel better about A.J. Brown, it makes me feel better about playing Mike Evans on the other side. There's, this is going to be a fun game, you know, or playing Rashad White on the other side. And so I'm going to move off of this Jaden Reed Galbrain idea I had on Wednesday and just play the best plays over in this other game.
2: Yeah. Um, and there is, I mean, your point about the the Tyree thing is really interesting because there is four fades. I mean, for people who don't really remember the math of this and, and everything, there's four fades there's are six games on opening weekend, presuming you're not fading the Ravens or the Niners, which you can also fade those teams theoretically and play them as a one and done, but most people are not going to. Six games opening weekend, you're going to have six losers opening weekend, and your four fades need to be among those six losers most of the time, which means there's two games where you get to play both sides of it, that we know the matchup going into week one. And, and so what are the two best opportunities to do that? The Rams-Lions we just talked about is one of those potentially, right? I mean, that feels like a really good one. Dolphins' cheese feels like a really good one. Even, like, I would argue, like, Browns' Texans can can be argued. But, I mean, as we're saying, people might not play either side. We just talked about the Eagles' Bucks. This Packers-Cowboys game is in there, but it's not like – I like your call, Pete, that I don't think people are going to play both sides of it as much as they should in a dome with a 50 over-under. It's not the immediate one that grabs you.
0: Yep. And even, like, Aaron Jones, um, he does obviously have some pass-catching chops, but I think people do worry about playing big underdog running backs. You know, like, they they would do it with an Alvin Kamara, CMC-type profile if they th- say, like, he could catch eight or nine balls. I don't think Aaron Jones is in that territory with his profile this year. Um, and just, I mean, Jordan Love doesn't even check down that much either. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you're playing it that way of, like, hey, the Cowboys smash – I would rather than play like Jaden Reed. If I was going to play like someone, that's like how my thought process would work. Where Jaden yeah, Reed that makes sense. feels like he could get there in either game script.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. In late game, you know, chasing and throwing. I. The more we talk about it, I do think Reed could have some some ownership there. I think that, that, that made sense. Um, the other part of it is the, the guy camping. who's been kind of a hero for people. Yes. So... That was where my, my initial read was. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Lamb being such a comfy click on the other side, then you're like, well, okay, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. Oh, and the Cowboys have a great defense. All right, fine. I'm just gonna fade the pack. Like it, it all fits in so easy to just tell yourself to fade the Packers. It yes. does.
3: Yeah, I just added some to to Anders Carlson. Um, brought the total fade from 82 to 84. Um, and that let me bump Jones and Reed down a little bit. But I wonder, I bet if you're going to play a wide receiver, you play Reed, probably not Watson. So this is where I think we'll settle 9% for Reed, 9% for in- But just kicker. to like,
0: the, the reason I think the market's getting this, <coughs> is like, okay, the Steelers, uh, the other full fade team by the Boomer Opto and by the percentages, their team total this weekend is 13. Green Bay's team total oh, is 21.5. It is higher team total than Miami. Like the market is going to get that full fade wrong. Like if you're just full fading by a team total, it should be Miami. They're the only other team sub 20 team total on this slate, but people are going to full fade the Packers at a much higher clip.
3: In defense of the field though, you don't just full fade based on team total because we have to predict where the points are going to go. And the dolphins, I mean, it's so much easier to predict where the points are going to go. So there is now, is to the level of, of how the ownerships are going to come in? No. <laughs> no. I mean, the appeal is going to be overconfident, but it's still – like, I get it. I get why it's like, yes, yes, the team total is slightly higher in Green Bay, but where are the points going to go? And I, I can just play Tyreek instead.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would argue things are. I mean, like Jaden Reed, since week twelve has had a 21% target share, 32% targets per route run. Obviously, he's not um, Tyree Kill, but I do think there's confidence in who Jaden Reed is at this point.
3: So, do you think? Do, should I have Jones a little lower and Reed a little higher? Then we've kind of come full circle.
0: Again, I'm, I'm getting at the point, too, where I'm, like, arguing for, like, my personal takes on what's efficient versus what the field will actually lead is, do. Lee is
3: beloved right now. I mean, he's been a hero. Yeah. yeah.
2: But so is – I mean, I think people like Dontavion. There's a couple Dontavian wicks comments in the chat. I mean, I think there are people that – maybe – I don't think Dobbs has that kind of appeal. No. I agree with everything Pete's saying. I do go back to it's hard to pick any of the Packers' pass catchers, and so – I think you've now gone back too far low on, on Jones. I think people are going to go to Jones for the RB2 spot. Like, they, they need the RB, right? And Dallas has had some teams really run against them. And you can tell yourself they're going to unleash Aaron Jones and give him 15 carries in the first half. Yeah. Like, look what the Bills did to beat them. They ran the ball. A ton. They, they used James Cook, who was basically their Aaron Jones. He had a monster game against them, right? Like an efficient, slashing running back.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Wix is. I mean, I know people. Wix strikes me as a thirty-five-dollar contest play. Um, yes, you will see some Wix lines, but they will round down to zero. I think. Yeah, especially if Watson is active. Um, yeah. All right, should Where we? we go? Go. I'm just
2: saying that in terms of feeling confident about Reed, I agree with Pete. I think people know who Reed is, but it's still like a little bit tricky because some there are interesting other names. Basically, is sort of the yeah. Like like no one wants to play AJ Dillon. There's no AJ Dillon. No, no No. no AJ
1: Dillon.
0: Let's wrap up. uh, NF or what? Niners. Yeah, right. That's the
3: last one we have in the NFC.
0: Yep. This was also obviously another early part of the boomer opto putting in Christian McCaffrey. Um, Pat has him here at 80%. Definitely feels right. I guess it's a slightly more interesting conversation than the Cowboys because, uh, you know, they actually have some really good players who have flashed high end efficiency and high end ceilings. Like anyone can tell themselves a story of one of these top four guys being the top scorer in a single game scenario and probably <coughs> two of them, like I'll, I'll drop Kittle out of there, being the optimal in a two-game scenario. Like if you told me Debo or Ayuk was the highest score over two games, I wouldn't say you were crazy. So I think that's interesting. Um, but we know the field is going to pile on to CMC specifically because of the running back, the running back issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: And one thing I'll say here is I have San Francisco being faded all fades soft fades kicker d plus no one playing anything at all at just one percent but if that feels off at all last year we had the chiefs bills and Bengals all at one percent we had the 49ers last year at two percent total fade uh two years ago the packers and the chiefs came in at one percent and the Bengals were at two percent total fade so this is a contest where certain teams people just like don't fade them, and so I I think no. I just have one percent D and everyone else is playing a forty nine er, and I think that's the way to go. Like you play, you, if you are going to pivot off of the off of McCaffrey, go to Kittle, go to Debo. I don't think you or Ayuk. You don't need to go or Purdy. Right? <laughs> there is no reason not to play forty nine.
2: Yeah, Purdy is. Uh, there is some some some. Chats about Purdy. Sam Sherman mentions it. He's an interesting one. You obviously don't get the first week. You also get the two likeliest bringbacks on the AFC are strong quarterback teams. Lamar and Josh Allen are the two yeah. uh, highest odds coming back. And so, yeah, I mean, I think Purdy makes sense if you're building a KC title game and, and maybe even a, a different dark horse. But you're it's almost asking yourself some of those KC. questions. Because if it's if – it's, Buffalo or Baltimore, Allen or Lamar is going to outscore. Allen or Lamar plus whatever of San Fran's concentrated superstars scores the most is going to outscore Purdy plus Diggs or Purdy plus Zay yeah. Flowers. It's just going to.
0: Yeah, you you would probably need the winner of the Dolphins Chiefs game to go to the Super Bowl because like Purdy can hang with like Mahomes and, and Tua. And then you showing. could have Kelsey. You, you, you know, could and you could Ty have on Hill. The other, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah exactly but i think you're pretty much drawing dead if if it's one of the top 2 seeds from the afc who makes the super bowl which is not a fun place to start
0: yeah and i do really i do
3: vaguely that- like purdy as a play i mean i, I cuz like he, he they
2: can spread it around enough and the 2x on the super bowl they're a really high super bowl odds team he could hit each of these four guys for a td in the super bowl have four td passes. He could spread it out you have happen. a big game
3: yeah it could definitely happen um, it's
2: like it's hard when you then do the dynamics of, well, then who are they playing? Because I probably want the QB on the other side, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sam so uh, saying uh, Purdy's only two points per game behind Lamar, but that's obviously not the only consideration. The consideration is, yeah, it's now all you who's take pulling away? C C. How like, far is Christian McCaffrey ahead of Gus
2: Edwards? Why don't you pull that?
3: Yeah, that's up? the problem. <laughs> that, that's really yeah. the problem. I, I don't now, and There's two questions here. One is, is the ownership wrong, and the other is, is Purdy a good play? I don't think the ownership is wrong.
0: No, it's not. If if I anything, he might even end up be point. a
3: smidge light. Yeah. I think.
2: He, I think it might go up a little bit higher than this.
0: That's you what you're I mean. saying. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm saying I could see him at 85.
2: Oh, you think McCaffrey? No, no. I was saying that I could see Purdy at like 5% because there's such a high odds to win the title and you just go high odds to win the title, take the QB.
0: Yeah, I, no, I don't I'm, think, I'm, I don't I'm think... open to playing a little Purdy, but I think there's there's no way he's going to be over uh, Kittle, Samuel, or Ayuk. Yeah, I,
3: I think he's his cap is like four. Like maybe he could get there. But the problem, we haven't done the AFC yet, but like... When you go to the AFC, like I did, I've done several rounds where I go around and I just steal ownership and I give it to Josh Allen because I think there's going to be a big, there's going to be a lot of steam on Allen, even though I think Lamar's the primary chalk of quarterback. Um, people, maybe that's where we should go next.
0: Yeah. Let's go to, do you want to let's go, let's go to,
3: let's go to Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. So Lamar, I have at 55. When I first started thinking about this, I was like before the games were played last week, I was like, man, Lamar could be 66, 67%. But then when the Bills got the two seed, I think that changes things. I think there's like some, con- <laughs> there's some interesting stuff that I've, when I've tried to be thinking through and getting other people's opinion on Allen, um, no one dislikes the Allen play. No one is, because it they're sort of like, oh, Lamar will be huge chalk, but I like out. Or yeah. there's kind of, actually, I think Allen might be the chalk, which I have a harder It's the time GPP
0: with. pivot that is no longer sneaky.
3: It's not <laughs> sneaky at all. Like, do not yeah. think you're, if you're playing Purdy or Dak, Mahomes you're or Hurts, you are being sneaky. If you play Josh Allen, you are not being sneaky at all. No. People no, think
2: that's sneaky? I, like, I've, no, heard, I've
3: ch- heard some sneaky takes, yeah.
2: He's been the, he's been the shock QB for years
3: in this contest, right?
2: It's been it's it's, been it's
3: one of those things where if you go everyone's going to play Lamar. So I'll play <laughs> Allen, but I that's and that's where I started, but slowly I've just been lowering Lamar and bringing up Allen. Now I still have him at 55 and Allen's in the 30s, but there's going to be plenty Allen.
0: There's plenty of Allen. I would still bet a ton of money that Lamar comes in at higher ownership than Allen, but I do completely agree um, that Allen is going to be uh, the second most uh, popular quarterback.
2: And they're going to combine for... A lot. At least 80%. I mean, a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. 55-35. What do you have Allen at right now?
2: I have Allen... That would be 90%, but I I could 90. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: No, that's like more where I have. I have Allen at 34. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. You have it at 90. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah, and I feel like both of those numbers are like it's like, how can they both go up?
3: Right. That dude, I mean, how can (laughs) they both go up? Has been one of the things I've done all day. Like, actually, (laughs) how often you don't need this one percent? Stafford one percent, give me a break. No way. It's all going. I'm just throwing it all at Lamar and Allen. Um so yeah the big I, thing for
2: Allen is you get the extra game. People are going to be like, yeah, but I mean game. you could get a four game run.
0: Yep. Yeah. The I mean, even with that, and I, I saw Steph in the chat, she was mentioning, and I've seen it too. Um, Allen going ahead of Lamar in underdog drafts. Maybe the ADP will refresh and push him closer, but Lamar still goes ahead of him ADP wise, 3.2 to 5.1. And getting the added game there is even more important because you literally have to get the team. Yeah, he's going ahead of life. he's that's going ahead crazy. of Lamar on DK. Okay. Um, he but, should and definitely
2: that, be going ahead of Lamar in, in under talking, in my opinion, as somebody who has not done a lot of those drafts.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair take.
3: Yeah. I bumped him up above um in our DK uh, rankings, which we have DK rankings. we yeah, we're working on it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice plug.
0: plug. Nice Let's, plug. Ooh, I, was just, I wasn't that.
3: supposed to say anything about that.
0: Let's real quickly talk about these other <laughs> plays, like how you have the ownership here looks like spot on to me. Zay Flowers will be a good secondary option. If you don't play Lamar, I think people can talk themselves into likely, and Justin Tucker, Mr. Abe Maria himself, just always has such strong brand recognition for the boomers who think Lamar Jackson is a running back and don't want to play him. Justin Tucker always feels uh, pretty comfy there.
3: So, yeah, this is one of those ones where I've heard enough of the Justin Tucker take <laughs> that I'm taking it seriously. You know, uh, I listened to the High Stakes Fans Football Hour with the guys who won last year. They were touting Justin Tucker. Really? Yeah, I think are they playing
0: Ravens as a as a one and done?
3: Yeah, I think I think if you don't want to deal, I I think what it's gonna be is like, you know what, I'd rather play Allen and therefore the Ravens will lose because I don't want to fucking deal with playing a Ravens. I think you're gonna get that. And I actually wonder if I may be light on the Baltimore fade because and this has come up, I've got 12% of the field fading Baltimore now. That's pretty high for a one seed. I think that's probably the highest one seed that we've ever had as far as I've I haven't played with the bracket enough, but how do they lose?
0: What's the bracket where they lose? It's the Browns or the Texans. It's the Browns. I think people play
3: it as the Browns.
2: I don't even think it – okay, so maybe it's the Browns. But let's assume that it's not even the Browns or Texans. You have to have an upset and then – so like the Dolphins could be the one that goes to Baltimore, right? Or if the Steelers beat the Bills, they would go to yeah. No, that's not that's not. Gonna I work.
3: think the way people would play <laughs> it, the the comfiest way to play it is you <coughs> go Tucker, and then you pick Amari Both sides Harko. of the Chiefs game, and then you pick both sides of the of the Browns game. So you're like, yeah. no matter who, and then you pick a you pick Allen and you pick like Steelers D or something, but. um that way, it's like I don't need to know who someone goes and beats the Ravens. I'm not sure who it is. It's not the Steelers, but it's someone else. So the, but they can't yeah. the play the
2: Bills and they can't play the Chiefs, which makes it a lot harder to envision them losing in their
3: first game. It definitely does. Yeah, but you 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 make sure you have a live Texan, a live Brown, and a live Dolphin, and you hope one of those teams makes it. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I I mean, if all that stuff. Like is true, and people are talking themselves into Baltimore fades, soft fades. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, Lamar Jackson. Is there a chance he comes in like under an efficient ownership? If if all of this talk is in play,
3: what what do you think efficient is?
0: I I think I think at close to where you have it. Um, like I think he should be slightly over fifty percent. But just like all this talk about like the field like galbrading and not wanting to deal with. Lamar thinking they choke or whatever makes me want to be a little more overweight.
2: I think the biggest thing on Lamar is the two game scenario. They do win in the first game, but then they have to face Kansas city or Buffalo or whoever in the AFC championship. And they do lose that game. Yeah. Is it Lamar as the optimal at that point? Probably, Probably not. It's only not. two games. He didn't get the first game. So it is say flowers or somebody, right? Like, yeah. and, and they should be carrying some ownership. My immediate thought looking at this was Lamar was like Zay was high, likely was high. Those guys don't make sense. But the two-game scenario, you gotta have some Zay, you gotta have some likely you have some Gus, right? I mean, that I think that makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to probably be overweight Lamar on this, and we're doing this with Leone, so that might be a hard sell. But you know, like the Bills are the Ravens are a pretty strong team, and you're you're probably fading. A little bit of like the boomer narrative of like Lamar doesn't win in the playoffs or whatever. Like, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll fade that all it? day. I mean, their the defense
0: other- is fucking awesome. He's playing great. And the thing is, is like, I say what more, even more so than Allen to the bills, like Lamar Jackson is, you know, the center of the Ravens universe. Like even the the Zay flowers games where he's having a good game, like, I mean, Lamar is having a good, even like the Gus Edwards stuff. I know he can vulture touchdowns, but it's because Lamar got them, you know, down to the rest. It's just hard for me to imagine threading that needle, um, where Lamar isn't the most dominant you know, Ravens performer over more than one game.
3: Yeah. And yeah. this is why Tucker will be played because that thought process plus, but not I want to play Allen.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Is going to lead to Tucker. Is, yep. I cannot play Raven. It's not Lamar. And yeah, and I am playing Allen
0: equals Tucker for a lot of people. All right. Let's transition over to bills. Cause I think it's a good segue to go mm-hmm. from the Lamar to the Josh Allen, 55% here on Lamar. Um, This is really interesting. Uh, uh Diggs coming in ahead at 42%. He was in that Boomer Opto. Um, Josh Allen, 34. Cook, 10. Dalton Kincaid, 10. And then, yeah, no one else catching much here. What were your thoughts Uh trying to sort this one out?
3: So when you look at the Ravens one, I have the exact same feeling as Ben of Lamar's too low, Flowers too high, Gus too high, likely too high. And then you come over to the Bills and you go, Allen too low, Diggs too high, Kincaid too hot, right? So it's like, how do you square this? Because everyone wants to play Allen and everyone wants to play Lamar, but it's so much easier to talk yourself into Diggs. Of all the other pieces, of all the pieces that we have to play, the outside of the quarterback, the two comfy clicks. From a player perspective, are Diggs and Justin Tucker. Those are the two guys who actually feel like I have a really good player at this position that's not the quarterback. And so I, I ultimately think that more people go Lamar Diggs than go like Josh Allen Flowers.
0: Yeah, I do agree that that 2v2, two two, and that's why it ended up in the in the boomer opto there as well. Um and I do think it's kind of a bummer to me. It's like Diggs hauls in that big TD in that Dolphins game. People are thinking more favorably about him. If James Cook didn't have a couple of those little duds after he was really picking up, people really start to say, holy cow, uh, this is a horrible running back slate. Let me play James Cook. But, I mean, or Allen just separates for people in a really big way here to where, man, I, I, I am having a hard time squaring that, like you're saying, because in a vacuum, you would say Diggs put him in the Zay Flowers range and put Allen in the Lamar range, but the math didn't work. I think the game, the game injury,
2: <laughs> the game injury makes it. Uh, and and then Diggs just being who he is as somebody who's obviously been, he hasn't had the great year this year, but he's had the long career. Um, I think just kind of pushes him up. It just has to right? the game injury, especially.
3: Yeah. And, and uh, Liam pointed out in the chat that gabe should be zero with the injury which is correct and as a thank you i gave that one percent to dalton Kincaid. <laughs> i like james Cook. Though. i think he's a good
2: play he's a guy who can get air yards he's a guy who can be explosive he can score points he can be their highest scoring player in a loss um i think he's an interesting running back pivot he's one of my favorite pivots on the slate i agree do you
3: think this 10 percent is right
2: I mean, I floated that earlier, and Leone didn't love it, and he's a Bill. So I don't think, like, everyone loves the idea of of pivoting to Cook here. But, um, I, yeah. I mean, yeah,
3: I, I don't think it can go way higher than this. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, Diggs, Diggs has not been as fun. Like, I could see it being more like 38 and 14, something like that. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. higher. The chat saying it should be higher too. Maybe it is higher. I, I'm probably colored by the fact that I want him to be low, but the is. And Liam pointing out the running back scarcity is an issue, which we've noted. It is. It's tough, man, because Cook's had that one big game, but he's been. He doesn't get any goal line carries. Like, what's less comfy than that? Yeah. Right. It's true. Yeah. Like, I, You're fading potentially four games from Allen and it's with a back who doesn't get any carries at the goal line? Like, I don't know. It's a little scary.
0: I will say I will want to be underweight digs if if this oh, number yeah. is correct.
3: Man, I could. Does Allen come it up?
2: Is, Does Alan come up? You say that, Pete, and that's my immediate thought too. And then I actually think about it, and I'm like, I mean, the most likely scenario for the Bills is they're they're ten point favorites this weekend. They win, but they don't actually go all the way to the Super Bowl. There are a lot of scenarios where you get into the two and three game outcomes. Where I mean, it probably is Diggs who had the, the one big game and, and scored the most for their skill guys. I I, yeah. I want to be underweighted too, but.
0: Yeah. The, the, again, the people you don't really like. You can't treat these in a vacuum. You have to go just massively change the Ravens' stuff if you're going to massively alter this. It, and, let's, and, and, let's 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 yeah. get
3: let's get Allen to forty, okay? And then okay. we'll take we'll take that directly from Diggs, so he goes to thirty-two. Well, now yeah, you have Lamar and Allen at ninety-five combined. Well, Wait, now he, we, well the problem is that no one's gonna. I mean, we you know Sam Sherman's gonna enter. Two hundred of these just to play So right. we're gonna. Right. So that, there's your two percent. You so need more, we, but we're gonna have Purdy's in here. So you know yeah. you're gonna get some hurts. You're gonna get some homes. So you know now we got. Uh, oh, I need to on this sheet. I need to go to Baltimore. So let's go look at Baltimore, because now we we have six <coughs> percent. He to needs come to come down, down to forty nine. Okay, yep. so where does six percent go
0: here? I, I think it's I think it's Zay. Yeah, I think it's I'd like say. it's kind of like that pull of like, I think the market like thinks just as good about Zay as they do about Diggs right now. Honestly,
2: yeah, maybe there's two percent if it goes to Likely. I think the majority goes to Zay.
3: Likely's a bad play though because Andrews could come back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The playoffs. I wasn't thinking yeah. about Andrews' health. Health. Like, I I feel a little shaky about this being this high.
0: I, I, but if you if you think about the logic of people who are just wanting like if you submit two lineups like full fit like you're gonna do like if I just submitted two lineups I would probably have a Alan Zay and a Lamar uh, James Cook those would be my two if I had two entries
3: you'd have Allen Zay and Lamar James Cook interesting
2: yeah. I, I think I would too, <laughs> like the exact same. Or else Lamar Digs, but it would. You're saying James Cook has kind of a pivot, which makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean that's Kincaid, my personal preference. I have I'm just like, too high? But then the if you take if you yes. take it Kincaid's off,
3: yeah, of bad. Lead. We know that he's bad. All right, sorry, Liam. It's going. This is going to.
0: <laughs> Bring it up to you, Cook. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Fired.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. So now it digs it down. Kate's
0: Gage, to- not bad.
2: I just wanted to poke it, Leo, that, I'm
0: sorry. No, he is. Um, <laughs> that, that that looks that looks pretty good to me.
3: I think we want to be overweight, Lamar. Man, if this yeah. if this is the way people that are going to play that it. That
0: was my takeaway. Yeah.
3: But now we've lowered the the ownership even more.
0: I mean, something has to give. Something has to give. Either like every other quarterback is going to be one percent um or or people are gonna yeah. fall in love with these with are the little micro that,
2: things that we talk about all week and we get more sentiment from other people's opinions and and we'll land somewhere it could go a couple different ways this is obviously there's some there's some volatility
0: here it depends yeah but um all right let's do uh let's do Steelers this can be a quick one like yeah but, uh, probably 95
3: percent fade is. I have it close to that um. Because I, I mean which, I'm plus the D.
0: Which makes their defense if it I'm is 94% closer,
3: total. Yeah.
0: I think the D is a pretty good play. Um yeah. Hard to imagine even using the kicker outdoor, that team total. No one's gonna want to use the running backs. They're playing
2: basically rough. I'm usually like really game to play, uh, you know anybody in these fade spots because you know but like this is such a hard one to look at i, I who would you play like it's pickens but god i don't feel good about that
0: it's just i like, was in either in this team total man it is it is bad
3: i love that liam's like pittsburgh d who on earth would play them
0: <laughs> it's josh allen's a body. walking turnover um
3: I mean that was the play last year too. Was the Dolphins D the was Dolphins the, was the D right smashed. play yeah. Yeah,
0: smashed. Yeah. In a loss.
3: Smashed.
2: Yeah. In a in a game where they started Skylar Thompson. They
3: absolutely yeah. smashed. Yep. So Liam's saying TJ Watt, no way the boomers play. I've yeah, already heard Yeah, I've already heard the the Steelers D touted. So I, I don't know. I'm maybe maybe, but it's just going to the fade. I mean, it's work, that could be a good take that the, I have the Steelers D too high, but it's just going to go to the fade it's not the reason
0: the why people like if you're in dfs like i so i have just the single game dst projections up from etr right now the bills have the highest projection on the slate of 8.64 the steelers aren't even the lowest they're the fourth lowest at 5.63 there's a 3 point gap in defensive projection for the most volatile and random fantasy scoring thing we have like you can't just now wave any defense like i mean like literally any defense is in play um they in are. this contest but right. I do like Liam's point about TJ Watt being out and I I
2: kind of feel like the the Pittsburgh full fade's going to come in over the 67% number.
0: I do agree with that. The okay. fade will be will be higher on that sentiment. Is there a defense
3: that jumps out to you is is that, you know, going somewhere cuz that's like are you playing uh, st- uh are you playing Packers D? Are you playing <laughs> Bucks we haven't we haven't got to Browns Texans, but I think that's a that's a good
2: defense game, right? People don't.
3: Uh, yeah, that's true. The, the Browns have a
2: good D, and then people don't. You know, you, you're going against Joe Flacco.
0: The other one um, I could see, I I called it the kicker game, but if people don't know what to do with the Eagles, I could see yeah. Eagles D against Baker being yeah. a little.
3: Yeah, that's a good one. Let me see if I because can it's hard to
0: find other ones to pull away from.
3: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I could take this the Eagles down to two and give them some some more D. And
0: the thing is, is like it's like all these narratives, like they can't all just be true. Like you can't say Browns D Mega Chalk, but then everyone wants to play the Ravens losing and the Browns going in and (laughs) beating them. Like if you're playing the Browns as a win, then you're playing a skill position player like a yeah, it's, be, I don't think there's going to be mega chalk on defense. I think you'll see a lot of spread out. Well, the funny
3: thing is, I have that as the Browns. I have the Browns yes. as very chalky at in, at, at D. 1%. So at thirty-two, and actually, I'm going to yeah. raise them to thirty-three right now. So, uh, I've got that. It's just that you know, people, people want to play Amari, Amari and people want to play Njoku. I'm curious where you have the.
2: Dolphins D because are, are enough people going to talk about the weather and Mahomes hasn't been great and does do the, do the Dolphins get soft faded through their D?
3: That's a good one. I have Sanders higher. We'll get there soon, but okay. I only have yeah maybe that's a good one to just get a little percent there. Um,
0: that would be another one I see. looking at the projections, yeah. and I don't think the market will get there. But Texans have the third best projection for defense on this slate, so as maybe- an underdog.
2: Yeah! Wow. That's yeah, home one.
0: home versus Flacco, so I can see people maybe talking themselves into that that's a bit. One. Yeah, Browns
3: that's Texans good. is the defense game.
0: The defense game, yeah.
3: Yeah, <laughs> great call. Yeah, that's game, that's where it comes from. Defense. Yeah, I could see maybe having that wrong where it's actually the people play the Texans D and don't fade them much. So maybe maybe I'll just do that. Let's see. Yeah. So what if I take the Steelers down? I might take the Steelers down a lot and go to like 10% without JJ yeah. Watt.
0: And that's gonna I mean, I will I want to be way overweight, uh Steelers that, D. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the biggest mistake people make in this, and we've made it in the past too, is you just you just randomize your defenses. We know nothing. It, it doesn't even matter if you project the right winner. <laughs> like you, you Miami,
2: Miami was this team last year where their full yep. fade was incredibly high. They were starting Skylar Thompson in the road or on the road uh in Buffalo, and there was no chance they were going to be able to win. They actually competed a little bit, scored a defensive touchdown. Their kicker was also a smash play. He made three field goals. I'm looking at it right now. Um they they were the best defense and kicker play by like a long shot. And because then when people did want to play Miami, they wanted to play Tyreek and everything. Yeah. But it was like, you just be willing to play the kicker and DST. You don't want to play because if you get that off, if you hit it, if you get that right, like it can be a massive win, especially Pittsburgh's going to lose, right? Like, yeah, you should, you should be willing to mix in their kickers and their D's. <laughs> Cause like that. It's the one the Mike, one and I done love, element.
0: Yeah. Mike Tomlin will have no no problem dialing up some field goals like down 14 in the third quarter. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. In the wind. Yeah, yeah, the kicker element is a little bit tricky with the wind really bad and
0: everything. Uh, uh, uh let's let's go to Browns, Texans, since we were kind of segueing to that as it pertains to defense. Browns are are definitely, I think, one of the trickier ones. Um for sure. Because, like you said, the most logical. <laughs> Place for it is this ownership and defense. It does feel like the defensive game and except, you know, Amari just dropped fucking 50 on this same defense a couple weeks ago. David Njoku has been a tight end premium monster on a slate where we are starved for good tight ends. Um, So I do think those two, how you have it, there's going to be a lot of pull here. Ultimately I wonder, does the Cooper Njoku, do you just shrug your shoulder, play the Cleveland defense? Like, is that what the field, ends up doing
2: this is a really interesting projection where you just have it like a third a third a third and i mean i I guess that makes sense like
3: i know sometimes there's been a couple calls in the in the chat for me to basically do that on stuff um and this is one of the cases where i did (laughs) this is the where you can just go you know there's people are going to split it three ways none of these paths are sneaky um i think the more I think about it, I think people are going to feel more comfortable with Amari just given the massive ceiling that he showed you know, in week 16 and feeling like you need to capture those types of weeks in this tournament. Like, what can't you catch up from? And Amari delivered one of those. It's like you either have it and you're, you're life to win or you don't and you're not. Um, and Joku is a nice, comfortable tight end play, but I think Kelsey we will get enough ownership that people aren't going to feel like they need Njoku. And so if you're going to play a Brown, I think more people end up playing Cooper than Njoku. And I could even see the split going more to Cooper than I have it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, Cooper was a little banged up. I think he practiced in full today, so there shouldn't be any lingering. I think he's basically
3: good to go. Yeah, good good to go.
0: Yeah. I do think these three separate in a way that your ownership is very correct on. Like it's if one 50%. of yeah,
2: agree with that.
0: If one of them came in light,
2: like let's just play a hypothetical game. I'm trying to think if one of them came in ten percentage points under the rest of them. Who is it? And I I, I can't answer that.
3: I don't know either. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping you. I was hoping you were going to tell me. <laughs> I'm the one who projected these numbers. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. I was in, had a ton of anticipation there. Whoa.
0: Get yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's hard too because then you don't get a clean leverage angle here. I guess my only thing would be I'd like maybe want to be more overweight Cooper and Nijoku and, and underweight. Cleveland DST, um, maybe maybe you do some more underweight, uh, like like a, a hard fade kind of, or overweight a hard fade if the field's not doing that. Um, but Pat, the the Cleveland is DST banned. is the only thing that jumps out to me as a as a big fade at that percent.
3: Oh, Hopkins is
0: hurt, we'll so we're getting some kicker Hopkins. chasing. The, the Ooh, chat is chasing some fucking, fucking kickers. Let's do it. So.
3: What's the, uh, all right? I don't know who this. Um, I don't know who their kicker is going to be. We'll see Brown's kicker. it's Riley Patterson, they're saying in the chat. Okay, all right, maybe one percent. I don't know. Oh, do yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this one's this one's tough. I don't know. The, feasible and comes over. Kelsey Liam says, "I don't think so." Just because I think the I think the Chiefs are going to boil down to Kelsey and Pacheco, and here you've got two. Like I don't. I, I in order for that to happen, I think Njoku has to be the most popular Brown. I don't think he will be. Yeah, yeah. Those
2: notes about Amari's huge game coming in Houston were not something I had thought of yet, and it makes a lot of like I was thinking Njoku initially. Amari just had
0: a monster game. <laughs> yeah. I I could see these being one where we flip over the cards and we're kind of like, oh, whoa. Like, the field all did Njoku. Or, like, they all did Amari. Like, I, I could see this one yeah. being really hard. I think it's more yeah. likely
3: to be the field all did Amari. Yeah. I might so? raise Amari. Yeah, I might go 38 and 25. My initial gut was Njoku.
2: Because, you know, famously tied in premium. Yeah.
3: It is tight end premium.
2: And in Joku, people have been like, Flacco's unlocked in Joku. Like, every week he's getting 15 targets. He's so sick. Like, uh, I mean, that's what I'm hearing, at least.
3: Yeah. Here's, here's one thing I'll say. So, I've got tight end ownership at 1.1. And I don't think that people are aggressive about playing tight end this year. Uh, it was 1.37 last year uh two years ago we actually had a good group um it was 1.81 but in 2020 where do i have it? 2020 uh it was at 1.25 so this would be the lowest that we've had in a while but it's a really weak group and so i think people yeah. are going to figure out who their tight end is and they're not really going to play tight end in the flex very often um which will keep, I think, Njoku in, in, in check because Kelsey's not going to get lost. Yep. But I also think it
2: boosts Njoku up a little bit because when you're figuring out who your tight end is, it kind of is a tier of two. Like, who else is with those guys? Kittle's not because of CMC. Right. Ferguson's not. Laporta's hurt. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where I'll, Goddard, but, like, there's – you guys just made a great point about Andrews coming back and hurting likely. I can't even find another tight end I want to play. And Joku has been a stu- – he's the Jaden Reed of this team where he just helped people win titles, right? And he's been really good down the stretch, and people are
3: like – they But Amari won. did too. I mean, Amari, Amari yeah. was on the winning BBM team even though he didn't play in week Seventeen. I mean yes. that's the kind of week 16 Amari had.
2: So I think people overvalue consistency. Amari had the monster game. He didn't have a good game the week prior. And Joku's been so consistent. And I, I just think people like that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think what you know, what we're arriving at is just there's you can make good arguments for all for sure. like the DST yeah. feels like just the, the game that you want to get that done with. And yet Najoku and Kuber are both like great plays. Um, yeah. In almost either scenario, like a loss or or a win, like if they get in a shootout loss with the Texans, I mean, either Amari or Najoku could just go absolutely ham. Um,
3: yeah, I, I think people like the Browns. I think you're going to see Amari and Njoku. I mean, when we were talking the um, we we're talking the Lamar stuff and the Justin Tucker, you know, kind of kind of a path there of how you fade Lamar. You just play Justin Tucker. Who can beat them? Who can beat them? The chat was literally just the Browns, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. So I think Amari or Njoku plus Tucker will be a pretty common combo. Yep. Interesting. Um,
0: all right. Let's talk some Texans here in this same game. Uh, last night, uh, Nico ended up in the Boomer Opto. I I wasn't so sure about that, partly because of this Njoku-Amari stuff we've been discussing do have him as the highest projected Texan. The more we kind of talk this through here, him at 46%, I do really wonder if the Houston DST and fade come up and Nico comes down pretty significantly because of the Amari, Najoku stuff.
3: So who are
0: people not fading then? The Bucks. Yeah. With all the banged up stuff, with the Eagles. I, I'm i just trying to talk it through. It's mainly the Nico number just seems high to me. But because with no, no people, tank, I, no, I, it doesn't it scared to the Browns D like I hear they that are. all the time,
2: but there's no one else you would play from the Texans. Right They're there. And he doesn't have them
0: us playing anyone else. I would like a little Schultz in our portfolio, but I agree. No one else from is going to, uh, it's going to get played. Let me see
3: if I can go make this work with Tampa Bay. Like I could take Tampa Bay D down.
0: Although they're already pretty low. <laughs> you, could, you could tell me I'm wrong on this. I'm I'm just thinking like Collins of all the spots when you're making these tough decisions. And if you're telling me I have to decide between like Browns DST or Mario Njoku or like Nico and Houston DST fade, like I want to be on the Brown skill position, like Houston dst fade side
3: mm-hmm. no i think I you're right like i don't think it does feel high to me too it feels high to have nico that high no one wants to play that much nico That's but he's a lot the
2: obvious game. play it doesn't feel as high to me okay personally
3: does this because, feel – because it was higher than this. Does this feel high? Or
2: I, I hear Pete's point because uh, the Browns have been just so fantastic for skill production since Flacco took over. But I feel like the market does still feel that way about C.J. Stroud and the Texans. I know the Browns' D is scary, but um, I, I mean, I think of the Texans as a fun one to jam a player in in this contest. And then I'm like, well, I have to play Nico. Like there's I mean, I'm not playing Noah Brown, I'm not playing Dalton Schultz, I'm not playing Devin Singletary. Like it's Nico. Yeah, I'm not saying not. I want to be that high, but I can see that I don't think that number is crazy. It, 40 or 46, this range doesn't seem crazy to me.
3: Yeah. No, I think it's I'm it's tough. It's actually tough to get it below 40 because how what percentage of the field fades the Texans who are not. Like an obvious, obvious fate. It's the closest spread. It's the only spread
2: inside three points right now. I mean, that's the other part. People like to play both sides of the close games. Right. Yeah,
0: Bucks Eagles is minus three, two. Yeah, inside of it. Like inside yeah. of the
2: three points. It's two and a half yeah. in
0: in uh yeah.
3: So I run but- I went around and tried to find I'm I'm gonna bump him to 43 and take this down to 25. Um or no. Fade down to thirteen, I think is how to do it.
2: It's interesting. I might be wrong on this too. I'm just sharing my my opinion on it. It feels a little bit different than Pete's, but like he said, like he he might be wrong. It, this is a tricky one for sure. I don't I don't feel confident at all, but I can see why you landed on that number. When I try to think of like where else it goes, because you have a high fade percent for a team that's home two and a half point dogs. I mean, I guess I'm not that
3: confident the Texans are going to lose. It's just how do you – it's like, Nico, I think – honestly, I think what it is, man, is that I think people want to play a Brown more than they – so they're going to think about the Browns first, and then they're going to think about everything else, and they're coming, oh, I don't have a Texan. That's fine.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I – Maybe I, I agree with that. I don't think people are going to be like, shit, I don't have, but they're also going to say that about a buck, right? They'll be like shit. I don't have a buck, whatever. Um, right. Even though I, I personally think that's a mistake, but I am, I do agree that that would be the thought process.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. I guess it. it I wasn't thinking about it as directly bucks versus Texans, but it does kind of come down to that, huh? It's yeah. It's like, but they're the same bet. Plus two and a half, plus three at home. It's just that the Eagles are the defending NFC champ with Jalen Hurts, and, and people still want to believe they're better than they actually are right now. Yeah. Brown,
3: Browns are bringing Joe Flacco into town. Here's a question. How much Kaimi, Fairbairn, Cleveland
0: D do we get? I think a good, I think a good bit. Yeah, I saw Shorty in the chat saying uh, Texans kicker will be popular. I could, I could see taking a l- – a little bit more from the DST and giving it to Fair Baron. I would love to do
3: that, but there's so
0: many fucking kickers. There's
3: <laughs> there's so many kickers. You, you
0: just don't want to do it because you're the rest of your night's going to be tweaking one. There's so many tweaking uh, kicker, kicker, kicker percentages. <laughs> there's
3: so many guys in this tournament where you're like, ooh, this kicker, it feels a little low. This is a sneaky good kicker spot. It's like, uh, I don't know. You uh, can make a case for a ton of kickers. Tucker's too high. That's what they're saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Tucker could be Tucker's too high compared to what he probably should be. But if I guess that's really the whole ownership this year comes down to getting the right read on Allen versus Lamar, which then has trickle down effects to, you know, how people play, how many people fade the Ravens. But I think if we, if these ownership projections are correct on the quarterbacks, then Tucker is not too high because no one, people are going to fade the Ravens as part of their non Lamar picks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This I think, a, yeah, I, this is a combined fade of 56% for a team that I, I just feel like people are going to, are 56% of people going to pick them to lose outright? I mean, I know you're saying there's going to be some lineups that are going to play both sides to fade in this game, which is just stupid, obviously, but.
0: Also, just the reason why I think, like, again, looking at um, the underdog ADP. So, Nico has an ADP of forty. CJ Stroud, a lot of times, will even go undrafted. He's at fifty-two. Sometimes, like the Nico drafter is um, like a Lamar or Purdy team, and they kind of set that up to cover their their buy. But like, people are not in on the Texans relative to the ADPs for the Browns, where Amari goes early. Ford goes early. Najoku goes early. You know, like people like – the market likes the Browns. It's a good point.
2: They want to bet them to make a run because of their D.
0: And because of that, like, kind of clean concentration of skill position players.
3: Yeah. It's not as high as last year. The Jags were faded by 39% of the field, so that's obviously quite a bit lower than 56%, but the charges were at 6%. So you had the field very clearly picking a winner there, which they were wrong about and overconfident to do. But I think it's just more fun if you're going to pick one of these to pick a brown. Um, and so, yeah, I think. Well, we
2: do have combined ownership on Amarian and Joku approaching 65% and Nico at
3: 40%. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I only have the Browns at 34% and the Texans. Or sorry, thirty six percent fade, and the Texans at fifty six percent fade. So I'm projecting that people will pick the Browns to win this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and Nico falls into that category of you know feels like a comfy click, right? Like he can get there in winning scripts. If if they win and head to Baltimore, like you still feel good about having Nico. They lose in a shootout, you feel good about having Nico. Like that that part makes yep. sense to me.
3: Yep. Um, Two years ago, I think it, I think they were playing the Rams, the Cardinals. Uh, in round one, were fifty nine percent faded. Although I get, they might have been on the road, but that was like one of those we 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 sometimes see this type of uh, this type of team get faded
0: pretty hard. Yep. All right, we got our final game in the AFC. We got the Dolphins and Chiefs. Um, where do we want to start?
3: Uh, let's start chief. So we've talked to Kelsey a lot. Um, yeah. and I don't think I'm super, super bullish on him. I, I have him at 45%. I mean, he's historically been quite a bit higher than that. Uh, more like 55% at least. So really quick. I just want to, I just want to, um,
2: agree with you pete the more that i thought about that as we were finishing up in houston that like i just i think you're right i think i think nico does come in low i I think people fade houston they're afraid of cleveland's d all that stuff just made more sense as you guys were saying it anyway
3: you convinced me on that yeah
2: i think that's how i want to do it i want to
3: play their you 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 think people they'll come in even lower than 40 percent, nico
2: yeah i think you guys are right. right I was kind of fighting back on that, but I... Well,
3: well, I have it at 40%, so I'm not right if that's true. Well, you can't play any other Texans.
2: I think the fade might be even higher on them. Okay. The kicker and D soft. I think they're going to be a really popular soft fade. Houston.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the kicker might come up there. I might have to go play with the kicker. All
2: right. Anyway, let's go to KC. Maybe maybe if
3: if Tucker's too high, maybe it's because people play... Mm -hmm fair bearing a little more
0: so we got chiefs pulled up here kelsey who did end up in the boomer opto last night uh 45 pacheco at 36 rice at eight uh bucker at five mahomes at four um obviously this one is breaking everyone's brains just because you know kelsey has been a a staple of the boomer opto the top play projecting for 3.5 games every playoffs tight end premium just like the stone cold nuts. And now he's looked awful this year. This team doesn't have good form. We got a cold weather game. Pacheco's back, all of this stuff. And yet I'm with you. Like when you still slice and dice this, like you brought Pacheco up like a pretty good amount in a way I agree with. And it's still like people aren't going to fully fade the Chiefs. And like Kelsey still is going to be the guy, almost what? Similar to the McCaffrey thing, where the tight end slate is bad. Like there's not a lot of places to go.
3: There's really not. And um, this is like I'm not projecting I'm projecting tight end to be the lowest owned in total that it's been in years at only 1.1 tight end. So that's something I've like really focused on of getting that down, getting that number down, not letting it kind of just float kind of at 1.4 or 1.5 where it typically is. Like this is a different landscape. We're gonna see less ownership of the tight end position than usual. Um, But that's this number reflects that. And so, like, how much lower can it get from here? I mean, not that much lower because people need to play a tight end. Uh, And Kelsey has been mega chalk in this tournament, uh, 66% in 2020. He was 54% in 2021. And he was 74% last year. I think people ultimately are like, "Fuck it, I'll play Kelsey." I think that's I think that's that where sums it sums it up
0: perfectly. Fuck it, I'll play Kelsey. I dude, that's what I say to myself every time I take him in a gauntlet draft. I'm like, "Oh, I started with Debo and Iuke, and Mahomes and Kelsey are here. Fuck it, I'll take Kelsey." Like if I'm taking Mahomes, like I'll just tell myself this story that they find their form again.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you are taking Mahomes, and we, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, we've done the thing before where it's like, how do these teams win? If you are yeah. taking Mahomes, they have to have somebody step up. And it's not going to be fucking MVS or or Moore. Like, it's not happening, right? Like, it could be Rishi Rice, but it's probably Kelsey, right? It's probably Kelsey has a good run. If they win, if they go
3: on a three-game winning streak, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think the other thing about Kelsey is you don't – it's like lets you play this game. On the other side, most people are playing Tyreek. So you go, Tyreek, Kelsey, don't have to think about that one too much. Great. I can move on. Like, you're just filling this in. Oh, I got to figure out this game. Oh, Tyreek, Kelsey, don't care who wins, whatever.
0: I think that's the key point. People do not have the stones to play Tyreek and like hard fade or even soft fade the Chiefs. I don't think people have the stones to do that. That's right. It's an easier, I'll have my cake and eat it too.
3: Yeah. This is the
0: game
2: where
3: you pick a winner and you're better off No one's going to pick a winner.
0: Yes. Or they'll
3: pick pick a winner in their head, but it's the Chiefs and they still play Tyreek. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to get a lot of that. Or yeah. you will get some Pacheco, where I'm picking the winner. I mean, 36% is pretty high. So you, you're going to see some Pacheco. They establish the run. But I'm still going to take Tyreek on the comeback. And, you know, if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs lose, it's not the end of the world because I didn't lose my tight end. Uh, I just lost a flex. For, all this know, talk about Kelsey, weekend, though,
2: all this talk about Kelsey, though, did make me think that Njoku's got to come up a <laughs> little bit. Like he is the clear other tight end play in my mind from everything we've went through.
0: I agree. It, the problem is he's not the, he's just not the clear play on his own team. That's what makes it hard. You have
2: to, it's just like, you have to play a tight end. So when you, if you want, I think people are going to want to fade Kelsey, right? They're going to feel like they want to. And if they do, they're not gonna want to go farther than Njoku. They're not gonna want to go to Dallas Goddard or wherever they would have to go after that point.
3: Yeah. But I that's sort of reflected in the numbers with only 1.1 tight ends projected. Like it's I've kind of got it. There's a little bit of like there will be some people who play two tight ends, not not very many, but yeah. That's and it's gonna that's gonna be all Kelsey of, and Joku. It's, <laughs> it's all kind be- of Kelsey and Joku. And maybe I've got Goddard too high, but you know, as we talked about that, we'll we'll learn more about that soon. But that's I, another oh, really? spot where maybe it goes to Najoku. Yeah,
0: a very fun pivot is you do Najoku KC DST as a pivot on the Browns DST Kelsey. Hmm. Like that's a clean one, and where like I I like the Najoku side.
2: That one is fun. That is fun. I like that a lot. Yeah.
3: You're picking Miami to win out, right? It's not crazy. That's really fun. Yeah, I I yeah. think. Miami beating the Chiefs is not crazy, no. Um, People will kind of play it as it's crazy. Like I don't think you're going to see a lot of Casey. I mean, I Casey being faded at seven percent. Um, maybe Butker comes down a little bit and the defense comes up slightly because of the because of the weather. I was just kind of thinking about this as like it's the Chiefs. People want to play through the kicker, but maybe not as much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that. I think the D is, Well, yeah, I think you're right that there's not going to be a high number of total fades, but yeah,
2: it, as it relates to the kicker and the D, it's probably the D over the kicker here. And then maybe the Texans, you were talking about flipping back some of the kicker.
3: Yeah, numbers. that gives me In some court. kicker numbers to play with. Yeah, maybe I'll do even <laughs> another one. Yeah, I found, well, found some kicker guys.
0: I've never seen open so a kicker. <laughs> I got some kicker numbers to play it's
3: with. It's so hard to find kicker numbers, man. I, it's, I'm literally sitting <laughs> here. here. Yeah. uh where are we going with this Houston Houston let me get that fair bearing baby <laughs> <laughs> now he's up to 15. love it
0: um all right let's uh let's wrap this up with uh dolphins
3: all right
2: Casey's gonna be a fun one to talk to on our next couple shows just like how to play them I mean it's yes it's a fun one
0: I mean, there's a lot of these that, I mean, we spent a lot of time on that Bucks Eagle spot, super fun Texans Brown, super fun Chiefs Dolphins. Like there's some really fun, like even if you just want to eat some of that chalk we talked about, like you're not going to have to get to Galbrain when you have three to four games with legitimate choose your own adventures.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun year. I think the big thing for me is I just got to, I got to get this lamar allen thing right but um yeah people it'll be interesting to see if people are more willing to fade the dolphins than i'm thinking i mean the the vibes in the dolphins are really low um people saying they haven't beat a good team all year i mean they literally beat the cowboys in week 16 but um you know you get blown out by the ravens and then you lose to the bills to close the season people forget that so it's this
0: weather narrative stuff too. There was yeah. a John Ewing tweet that went uh viral earlier. Um, Miami Dolphins in cold weather games, less than 40 degrees since 2017. Um, they're 0-9 straight up and two and seven against the spread uh in those cold weather games. So, like that that the cold weather dolphins narrative, um, it's picking up to the point our guy Hassan says to his brain is gonna freeze. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wasn't uh, right. so,
0: so, so anyways, Tyreek Hill, 73%, Mostert 9%, HN 6%, uh, Sanders 6%, Miami DST 4%. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about the Tyreek number, but uh, maybe even a smidge light uh, if people just kind of shrug their shoulders at the running back stuff again, and those both come down a smidge. I still think it's insane that Mostert would be higher than A-chan, but, like, the market seemed to continue to do that. So,
3: Dude, I had A-chan higher until, like, a couple hours ago. I was like, I've drafted a bunch of DraftKings stuff. I've drafted a bunch of underdog stuff, and Mostert goes first. And, you know, Mostert's the one who scores the touchdowns and sounds like he's going to play. So I think – People are going to check to see if Mostert's going to be active. And if he is, they're going to play Mostert, not HN. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that would massively boost HN. If, or, you know, if if Mostert were out, I think you could even not only would he swallow up all of Mostert, but you could probably pull five to 10% from Tyreek too. If it would, there was full clarity that it was just. If there's
3: full clarity, I think Tyreek comes down. I don't think anyone feels great about this Tyreek number. Yeah. Would love to be under this Tyreek number, but. How do you do it? You know, and I don't, I don't think I wonder, that many people are gonna fade them out, right? I think people are gonna start to fade them. I the was just
0: gonna stuff. say that. The
2: chat, the-, the chat's been comfortable with it all night. I think there'll be some
3: some higher fades than you have here. Okay, but you've got Packers, Steelers. Those are gonna be mega faded. We just talked about how Houston will probably be faded as much or more than I, as I have it, you know, and then. That only leaves you one other team. So then you're definitely playing the Bucks. You're definitely playing the Lions. Uh, you're definitely playing the Eagles. So it's like, I don't know. It's like it's difficult to. Then you start to compare. Now you're like, oh, Tyreek versus AJ Brown. Tyreek versus Mike Evans. But this like, is only
2: eleven percent on a team that's you know that is four and a half point. We were just we almost. We were just saying, like, people aren't going to play them to, to actually have a legit shot to win this game. And you're talking about this Tyreek number being incredibly high. I don't think it's going to go to the running backs. I think it's going to go to the fade. I mean, that's just, I think there will be people that, that when they don't want to play
3: Tyreek, they fade it. I think, I think I agree with Gretch. So, how high do you think this fade can get? I've got an 11%. I mean Detroit's at fifteen. Uh, Wait, you have
0: it at eleven? I say, or did you just boost it to eleven?
3: No, it's at eleven total. The total, the total fades. Kicker and D and kicker fade. D. Oh yeah,
0: fade. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm saying like full fade, being the one that comes up.
3: But, but I guess what I'm, what I'm asking is in total, yeah, I, like total fades. I think mean, total fades, fade
2: can approach twenty percent. Yeah.
3: Detroit's like eight, only at fifteen. You think you could see more Miami fade than Detroit fade? Okay. What sure. about yep? In relation to the Eagles,
2: that's they're a at 27%. dome game.
3: 27 percent.
2: I don't think they're getting to twenty-seven percent. Okay. I, I
0: just think the thing, like a lot of people, just think the Dolphins are dead. Like they they they're talking about the Dolphins as if the spread is seven and a half.
2: Yes. That's right. And Tyreek is still uh, someone you want to play a lot of. And he's still going to have a really high number. Yeah. Yeah. But once you you go past that and you go, where else do we go? That's why I think it maybe isn't the running backs are banged up and people are talking about Miami's dead. It's like Tyreek's a uniquely appealing skill position player, but I don't know if I want to put the running backs on a team that's dead. You know. And
0: this Pat was one of the spots, and I I had flagged this one before, again, kind of what I want to do, but I wonder if the field's going there too. Like, do you come up on Jaden Reed and you come down on Packers full fade because you're playing that dome game, best receiver, and then if you're full fading the Dolphins there, where it's like not that outlandish to think like Jaden Reed could keep pace with Tyreek if this game is just gross.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're kind of betting on the game environment. I could see that right. a bit. Um All right, so I did that. I brought that up a little bit. Um I think this works. So this now has Miami at 15% total fade. But do you guys think that we could see even more fade than this?
2: I'd probably put about at 18 or 19, but I think, I mean, this is close. This looks closer to right
0: to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're always going to have a better uh, holistic view on this than us. We're all just the ones like nitpicking in a vacuum and then you (laughs) got to be able to pull it from somewhere. But I was trying to think logically of, I do think just how people are thinking about this game environment, they're going to be more comfortable with a full fade in a way where, yeah, I, I think yeah, coming up. That's what that's I'm at smart. too. P.
2: The only reason I say 18 or 19 is because you said the Lions are 15, and I think people are going to like the Lions Rams game in a don't, and they're you know
0: they're going to feel comfortable. I got it. I got that it to could 17. be really low. Yeah, the, the 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 Lions full fade could be really low. That's I think I have the Lions
3: full fade at very low. Oh, sorry, the, I keep the, the um, some soft Soft, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: some soft fades. Um, Let me see. No, I have the Lions full fade at five, which is probably too high. Yeah. So I could bring that down. All
0: right. Yeah, I I also, I, I agree, like, people aren't going to want to play. Yeah, the, that's true. The, they, the cold I, weather.
3: Well, I found more kicker Underdog. points. So that's good.
0: More kicker points.
3: I need, the, I need those percentages, kicker percentages to come down. Yeah, that's probably right. He could be as because- low as two.
0: Cause you think about how the field is going to think through like the, the, the outcomes. And I do think they're going to play the dolphins in a really binary way. Like Tyreek does Tyreek things or like the dolphins just implode into his brain freezes. Like, I, I feel like those are like the dichotomies, whereas you can live in the margins more with like that Texans Browns game. Oh, you know, fair you know, kicks a bunch of field goals or the Like it's a little easier, I think to kind of hedge it or middle it, in that game environment mm-hmm. where the dolphins are like a, a Rorschach test for, for how you want to think about. People games.
2: are definitely going to play the D's in the cold weather and they're going to play the kickers in the domes. I mean, it's just yeah. like, it's too simple too too much of a clear line in this, this slate.
3: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I got fair bearing up to 19%. So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) The kicker, the kicker numbers.
0: Um, so people wanted us to uh, to draft one because we drafted one on the Boomer Opto. I'll I'll register us. Uh, uh, for one, we can build a a thirty-five right now. Gretch, you're uh, back in the saddle tonight. You, who do you want to start us with?
2: I want to start us with Cooper Cup.
0: All right, here we go.
3: Oh, by the way, uh, because I was thinking about the bracket as we did this, um, we're working on a little bracket tool, but it's not out yet. but i wanted to tease that um uh easy i talked to him today and he's working on a tool for this as well Nice. Uh, if you're in the ship chasing discord or the legendary upside discord he's going to share a version of his tool that has my ownership projections already uh loaded in and then you can use that to kind of generate you can kind of create a bracket and then sim out what the optimal lineup is uh with that bracket in there which is a it's pretty cool so yeah uh, yeah yeah and and it's just like the simplicity of you also have this drop down where you can just like fill out the bracket in his uh spreadsheet as well which just keeping track of the bracket that you're filling out is is really helpful
0: yep um all right so we got cooper cup uh pat where do you want to go
3: okay uh let's
0: see Let's we always get the fun leverage picks out of the way first, and then we're like, shit, we I'm, need to chalk this up.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna steal one of yours, Pete. I'm gonna go KC DST.
0: Okay, nice. Wow. Pick
2: a winner in the KC yeah. Miami it, it, game.
0: Well, and I'll, I'll I'll piggyback on it with the, yeah. with the yeah, that's pairing. The,
3: that's the pairing.
0: All right, back to you,
2: Gretch. Oh, do you, that doesn't have to be your pick if you don't want. I think we all. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Trust all me. Right.
0: I'm I'm a pro with this Uh, on, on the forecast. <coughs> all hey, right. I'll- turned into an alpha and picked three picks in a row for our lineup. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off cup and do, because then you got to get into a running back pivot. I got two that I want to play. Here we go. I'll do. I'll do. Aaron Jones. I don't want to make our quarterback decision yet. The other running back I wanted to play was uh, was James Cook. Obviously, when I say the
0: quarterback thing. All right, back to you, Pat.
3: I'm gonna go Allen. Okay,
0: Josh Allen.
3: That makes sense.
0: Um. I'll just be—I'll be the chalk guy. Uh, I'll throw in C.D. Lamb here.
2: Hey, I'll, I'll take Tyreek as well. We got
3: the K.C.D. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'll go Amon Ra. The chalky yep. there. Okay.
0: Um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna stay chalky uh with cmc Ooh, i think with leg. like the aaron jones cup yep nijoku dst um so now we're down to two flex and a kicker
2: uh we i mean so we we need we need an eagle it's or that, a buck. an eagle buck and we don't have a raven yet either
0: and yep. yeah and then the texans uh is the other one we're probably headed toward a, a fade on potentially yeah
3: what did I say? Um, it's, it's everyone's going to forget about the Texans and go. Oh, I forgot to pick them. Who cares? <laughs> By the way, someone asked earlier if I if this sheet is available. of the ownerships, it is available in the ship chasing Discord or Legendary Upside. Uh, if you're a member uh, of either, then you'll get it. I, I'm going to take Zay Flowers and punt the tough stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Mike Evans is one of my favorite yeah. pivots, but I don't. I like to play both sides of that game. I don't want to pick Tampa to win. On this team, where we already kind of pick some other, if he wins, it becomes um, a crazy bracket. But I don't know. I'll let you.
3: I'll let you i you I think we go AJ Brown, man. We just go. We he's going to be yeah. fine. That's what I was going. They're going to win. Gonna
0: yeah, that's what I was going to do if I didn't do say Flowers, AJ Brown. And so then, I mean, do we we go chalk with McLaughlin here? Or Fair Baron. I think either are probably fine. I think, yeah, I think McLaughlin. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is this is a nice <laughs> team. it's a fun team. Yeah. Yeah. It it's has some fun. of the like subtle pivots. Like I would I would call like the Josh Allen, the Cooper Cup, uh, Zay Flowers, <coughs> but then I think combined the Aaron Jones is a big one, right? When you mm-hmm. consider the big fade there in getting off of the Kyron and then leveraging that with the cup will be the third most popular like this already gets you into pretty unique territory yep um so the full team here for the audio listeners uh josh allen cmc aaron jones cooper cup cd lamb amon ross st Brown, Zay flowers aj brown tyreek hill david njoku chase mclaughlin and kansas city dst and just like again thinking through how we talked out these lineups and like even last night i am really convinced that we're not going to see that many um, two tight end lineups. It's like it doesn't yeah. even come into the conversation as you're building yeah. for that flex. Like it it's didn't. just like an afterthought.
3: Yeah. I think the only way is if AJ Brown's health is is, you know, really in question. And then maybe we get a little bit more Goddard. Because no one's going to feel that good about Goddard to where they're going to come off and Joku or Kelsey. It's just going to be more like, I guess I'll I don't want to fade the Eagles, so I'll just take Goddard.
0: Yep. Um, all right, the two of freeze lineup is in. Um, <laughs> <The two-a-freeze. laughs> and, we've and we picked AC's
2: D. It sounds two-a-freeze.
0: like he came out with his own line of popsicles called two of freeze right. or something.
3: <laughs> what, what Hassan didn't consider is <laughs> what if two is brain freezing is, is what we need?
0: <laughs> it unlocks it. Um. <laughs> Oh, man. We had, cool. we had floated before the show doing a quick underdog draft. Do you guys want to do that or Gretch? No, or let's do it. Let's hit sleep. it.
2: I'm down. If you guys want to do it, let's do it.
0: Because we uh, – you guys want to do a big boy draft? Oh, you do it. Let's do it. All we right. Run the bathroom, fin- All right, yeah. We, we'll probably have a couple seconds to fill this, I would imagine. We're going to hop in a, a, a big mitten if anyone wants to uh, to get in here. It's uh, $500, um, only a 216 entry. And, uh, the advance on it is two of six, one of four, one of three, six, only a six person final. Um, and we did, I did a couple of these with easy earlier today. Um, but a a very nice structure.
2: Pete, check, uh, the, the ship chasing mentions, uh, to your post for tonight. Uh, Diego had a, a pretty good one for us.
0: Oh, the Karin, this picture <laughs> yeah. of Karain tried to sell me, uh, Salvia. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's it's, pretty funny. Yeah. The, uh, you know, we got the old Rolodex of Korean photos mm-hmm. back when I used to have to, uh, you know, troll through his old Facebook profile to round those up.
2: That's right. That was, uh, he looks like, uh, he's in some type of like boiler room movie or something, you know, where he's, yeah. <laughs> he's like that, like, Early 2000s, like fight clubby kind of like I'm wearing a suit, but I'm also yeah.
0: like
2: I'm on it's, something.
0: <laughs> uh, My guy, Chris, does such a good job with the thumbs. He actually does Pat's thumbs at Legendary Upside, too. But there is a part of me that is a little, you know, wistfully nostalgic for, you know, going through Pat and Sam Hoppins, your Facebook page, you know, find an old you on like mm-hmm. a did i have you on like a scooter or something yeah. uh, one of the photos i've got <laughs>
3: Some uh, of those photos are so old now like the yeah. one from tonight i'm like i was probably yeah. like 26 years old
0: That's like a <laughs> <while> ago. yeah <laughs> have you done any of the big mittens pat
3: i i didn't i've done um i think i tried to do one last night and it didn't fill uh i tried to do the, the original big mitten i did a. i didn't get I forget how many I got in, but well short. Well, we of had our
0: four that we did with the uh the ship chasers. Right. I checked the I checked those out the other day, um, just seeing if like how those had aged, and they seemed like they had done pretty well. I mean, as far yes. as how they aged uh bracket wise. We all didn't have stuff. any jags, right? We had nope, we avoided all jags in that. Nice. That's
3: that was yeah. a big landmine. We got um we did a buck stack there and we did a ram stack on so yep. those, you know, I feel pretty good about both those.
0: Uh, Pat, let's just reiterate for people. If you're in the Ship Chasing Discord, the link is already in there. As far as legendary upside subs, what's the best way they're going to get it?
3: I'm going to email it out tonight and put it on the site. It's not currently on the site. I wanted to go through um, and get your guys' feedback on everything and tweak stuff before emailing it out but and posting it, but I'll do that after the show. You can get – the link is in the Ship Chasing Discord Um, and it's in the legendary upside discord in the best ball channel. So, uh, that's, that's where to find it right now, but it'll be on the site soon.
0: The, um, uh, we are off to the races here. Uh, friends and family draft, uh, copper prices, uh, at the one, one, I actually don't know Alex Sterling. Uh, we're at one three EDN one four Liam one five and easy one six. So. Potentially a stay in your lane kind of draft, but it's still hard not to be kind of trampling all over each other when you're you're going for some of these stacks.
3: Where's Liam? So okay, so the Bills. Uh, he's five. Gonna, he's
0: well, this have is the bill stack. This is the question here of like, do we do you do the Josh mm-hmm. Allen at one three?
3: I mean, Liam's going to double tap Bills at at the turn, no matter what we do. So, I...
0: oh, Allen goes one. Wow. 2 wow. So you guys like Lamb? Yeah. Yeah, Lamb's nice. I like Lamb. I like Lamb.
2: What's the advanced structure in this?
0: Yeah, it's it's very uh, favorable. Two of six, which is same as everything. One of four, uh, which is obviously very different. And then one of three. So the hardest round uh, is actually the divisional round. One of four. Because otherwise you're one three, one of four, one final. three. Of and all the money still is in the, the conference championship. About it. Even if you make it to the conference championship, the one of three, you're still not even min-cashing if you finish wow. in 18th place. So, hmm. Hmm. Liam does go dicks at
3: five. I told you, man. He's going to double tap bills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's
3: going James Cook right now. This, this poor <laughs> Alex Oh, ALX my green. God. Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a brand new uphold.
2: Liam only knows one bracket, so, and it's the one where the Bills are in the ch- title game. So even if Allen's gone, you just play the Bills without Allen.
0: <laughs> so who knows what ALX will do here? I assume Copper will take uh Purdy. Um, so do you guys want to push uh push Dak? Oh shit, that actually changes things because EDN just timed out on Purdy, I think. Yeah, holy cow. EDN timing out on a five hundred dollar draft with two bye week quarterbacks. Um Yikes. Which way do you guys want to go here?
3: Well, do you think we get... I mean, Dak is probably the, the safest way to go here. Um, just <laughs> Which just,
0: I, just, honestly, wait, wait. after after that timeout from EDN, I kind of don't want to risk the DAC shit.
3: Because, yeah,
0: yeah. And there's just no one here. We already talked about like Hill and ARSB are overpriced. <coughs> um, Copper will take Kittle with one of the picks, anyways. I don't really think we're there was something massive we're passing up on, it, unless it you could do have L.C. Like Zay,
2: Zay yeah. and then play for Dak on the way back.
0: That's and we could still get Zay here, um potentially. A lot of times, yeah. Copper's not going to want to start with three bye week players.
3: Yeah, he'll go. He'll go Mahomes, I would imagine. Plus, plus. Oh, it gives Kittle. In the Mahomes, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And this is this shouldn't
2: be Zay because you already have two AFC teams. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want to do Zay even.
0: No, but that was the I only Zay. One. sweet. Very well, well with Dallas.
3: Yeah. I mean, Pollard's the other guy, I think, in the discussion. But
0: I would almost want to dare someone to take unstacked. Uh, to I, I, I prefer
3: Pollard. Zay. Me
0: yeah.
2: Too. I don't want to be. I mean, I. I, I like to say too. I was just thinking. I wasn't going to say. I, I didn't mean to say. I don't want to be. But I. I think in this uh, small of a contest, you don't have to be as massively correlated with
3: Dallas, right? No, no but that- they do play round one. So, and you know, you expect them to put up points. So they're they're kind of a nice like double dip where you get the round one points plus a nice Super Bowl team. Yeah.
0: The the EDN Domino. Is going to be wild. And the, does EDN even know we're drafting? He might've been sitting in this room and it filled because he's still bleeding the clock. So he's going to, okay. EDN is back. He's going to try okay. to claw his way out of this. Oof, man, that's a rough start. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamar Mark an extremely rough start. That's a rough that's, start.
3: No that's that's a you a start. Like you're fucked. Like how do you come out? How do you come back? You don't claw your way out of it. It's like, you don't want to draft more than two quarterbacks basically ever. Uh, and now you have to. So that already uh, sucks.
0: EDN uh, was a dog bowl finalist. You know, he, he had a chunk of change, you know, burning a hole in his. In his oh, easy pinged there. All right, yeah, yeah he, he's back now. He said he yeah. said he in the discord. He's been at one of six in this room for five hours. Easy oh and I snapped God. filled like three of these earlier. <laughs> oh, the stuff. Two of six advance first round, then one of four, one of three, six-person final.
2: I mean, would you guys play this as like a a fairly heavy – could you play it as a fairly heavy Baltimore and then have two NFC stacks with like even potentially two quarterbacks on the NFC side with it being a smaller field?
0: I wouldn't burn another spot with a quarterback, but I'm definitely – Happy to keep grabbing Ravens. I, I think we grab yeah, Pollard me too. here, though.
3: We definitely Being grab Paul. Pollard. Yeah, yeah, Pollard's, Pollard's solid here. The Tool thinks that um, James Cook would be a good pick here. See he Ron.
0: <laughs> the Tool doesn't know we're drafting with a tool.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't want to be a second quarterback in the, even in this small of a field. I feel like that's this is an opportunity opportunity to have an inch well i don't know this is
3: a pretty big dallas stack now
0: the thing is is like like,
3: if if dallas goes off we're like really live to advance just based on that so right i guess
2: i'm saying dallas even if they only go to like the conference title the 16 final doesn't necessarily mean there's a, a lock of a good team there that's true and so Dallas could be a huge help to us advancing in the first couple rounds and then potentially lose in round three.
0: Where are you guys at on like Gus versus Justice Hill or just continuing to build out with Cooks here? I think
3: I'm cooks here.
0: I'm I'm good with that. I'm guessing EDN takes well. Yeah, I think I Gretch, are you good with Cooks?
2: I would I would probably go Gus, but I, I'm good with Cooks.
3: I'm good with Cooks if you guys want to. Just because Justice do, is available too, so I,
0: and, and there's a chance um, he comes back to us, right? I guess there's a chance Cooks comes back too. It's it's kind of flipping. I think who is most likely because we're the Lamar team is obviously the only one in contention, really. I think. Yeah, for... but
3: he's is he? Well, I guess he is. But I was wondering if he was even really a Lamar team because he's yeah. just like. I would like my money back now.
0: Yeah, that's why I've been fascinated. That's what Phil was wondering. How is he going to play it? He does go Gus. So he now, he just has his Chiefs round one.
3: I I, I mean, I, I don't know that I would be playing this to take down the tournament at this point. It's no. very difficult to take down the entire tournament with these so, you're hoping to get through round 1, make a respectable showing.
0: So likely does go wow. At EDN, I don't I don't know how he's going to pull himself out of this. Um he's on tilt. So we could do Ferguson uh or start building out a secondary A. You
3: could do Achan. Chan. Chan could be a start of a second. I guess they're thin though. We're not going to get a bunch.
0: I'm putting Ferguson in. Ferguson's good to put in the
3: queue. Yeah.
0: Okay. The, I think we're, I I would definitely like to get justice here coming back. Although is there, I mean, is EDN, is anyone else building out a secondary Raven stack? at Yeah, but EDN
3: may just take every Raven and hope that Pacheco and Rishi Rice combine for, one hundred and thirty points.
0: This is, this is a <laughs> team where, well, Nico goes. I'm trying to think what other, you know, Bucks. I think you are in play here, but I would prefer you gotta get ASK an ASC.
3: Play. Yeah, it's it's yeah. probably the Dolphins. It kind I mean, of at least you could, a a you could get a piece. You get or it's maybe the Browns or the Browns. Yeah, but is Amari gone? I think Amari's gone, and Joku just went. I think it's probably Justice here. It's Justice or A-Chan. I don't know if you guys want to build that out.
0: That's what I'm wrestling with. I really think we want Justice for this build.
3: Do you think we need the advance rate boost in two of six with with A-Chan or not? We can do that through a different team, can't we? Through a different team. Yeah, we can. Yeah. And and we're not going to get another Dolphin probably. We need to get the Raven here, I think. Yeah, I I agree.
0: The I guess the only thing that sucks, but it's, it's mitigated easy and I were talking about this when we did our stream, by the way, if you're a YouTube member on my channel, you can watch those three big mitten drafts easy and I did um, the thing that kind of sucks is like Ford and Singletary would be the other running backs, but they would play Baltimore in round two if there's not an upset. So that like slightly takes the shine off of it, but I don't think it's bad in this kind of structure where it's so small. Sorry, what? what
3: what what is it
0: i'm saying if we're building out another afc team the way the prices fall would be cleveland or houston which isn't as attractive going against our baltimore bags in round 2 but because this is such a small tournament i don't even know if it's a huge deal
3: right you also i mean montgomery's kind of interesting with the hope that the rams win um or the, the rams we we want the rams you, to lose or win i can't i'm confused how do the how of the Cowboys and Lions we, not? We could play? we
0: could definitely play Montgomery and then like a Jameson Williams or um, Josh Reynolds type thing. They have to
2: play each other. The Cowboys and Lions have to play each other if they both okay. You, guys want you could
0: go
3: Rashad White.
0: All right, I'm putting Rashad White in because we were burning time here. Um, I think we probably go. God, if the if the
2: Rams win, then the Lions just lose. They play the Lions.
0: You were like trying to figure it out. It's like. If so they they just played, always play. The lines are the Lions, are,
3: out the of Lions the are gone. That's why they, <laughs> they don't get to play anymore. <laughs> they just don't exist.
2: They don't exist. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys and Lions play each other if they both win, no matter what. Two and three seed curse, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. It's so funny. So
0: my thought would be like Mike Evans. Godwin and oh holy shit! I, I thought we were down to to Godwin. I didn't even realize Evans was still here. Uh, no, I yeah. regretted
3: saying White quietly. I didn't. I didn't admit to my regrets, but I was <laughs> like, I should have said Evans. But but now we get both. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. This White team is and Evans be is an great.
0: advanced rate monster. Um, yeah. So EDN. With this LeVar Jackson.
2: Oh, Pete, our last pick is is Mark Andrews, isn't it? Because we already have all oh. the advance rate shit, and now we get the, the hammer with Baltimore. And this, If we get the right. Baltimore-Dallas Super Bowl, we get the hammer.
3: Grudge, loving it. Just fucking get, getting the hammer yeah. out. <laughs> all,
1: right. <laughs> all right, field. Yeah, I mean,
0: just – Otherwise, <laughs> this is the exact kind of build where you can afford it and don't even have to be like, "Well, we might need Bateman's points in you know round two or whatever." Mm-hmm. I like that call a lot.
3: Me too. This is the has, advanced. Has there rate. been an
0: up, an updated? Uh,
3: they keep saying positive with- stuff, and everyone I talk to is like, "There's no way." But I'm like, but they keep saying he's gonna play. Yeah. I Man. think with how
2: with with the Tampa Bay and all the Dallas and and the advanced rate stuff we already have,
0: I'm I'm very much on board with it.
3: Yeah, we want to build out the Ravens. The Ravens are going to the Super Bowl here, so yeah,
2: you get the extra week before the Super Bowl. Like that, it would be he'll play in the Super Bowl, dude. Remember when Terrell Owens played for the Eagles a few like twenty years ago? I guess now <laughs> so a few years ago, oh wait, oh <laughs> a wait, few years
1: oh <laughs> ago.
0: <laughs> so, Grinch. Yeah. This would have been your the spot like to have your an, initial conversation right of like a second quarterback. You're basically deciding between do you want the extra Super Bowl piece with Andrews or do you want Baker for like maybe you get the Advanced win rate. and maybe yeah. he outscores Dak. One of the two right. weeks would be the the thought.
2: That was my thought. Was just I mean you're playing best ball a little bit more with mm-hmm. it and you're because it's a smaller field and you're saying two quarterbacks gives you a better shot at a high QB score. Uh, just to help you advance in the first couple of rounds because of the way that the advance rate was. And that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that would have worked. But when you guys were saying this is an advance rate monster, I think that's right. And then I think that's when you consider Andrews, right? I mean, that just...
3: Plus, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty sweet team where we may lose Rashad White and Mike Evans, but then you have Justice Hill and Zay Flowers coming in. Right. And you get this... um potential matchup between the Cowboys and the Lions uh, where, you know, that that's going to be pretty good for the Dallas offense. So in round two, this is a pretty strong team. And then the conference championship is where Andrews would first be live to return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also the, the, the subplots of this draft, can we just like, just wide this back? So we have EDN, who's been sitting in this room for like five hours. Didn't know we're drafting. Auto drafts his first two picks. We have Alex, who hops in to have a good time drafting <laughs> while on stream. Then says, "I didn't realize fucking uh, Liam was." We said. I mean, Alex,
3: come on, Alex. Like you, you know, Liam's in him. the stream. We said there's no way he doesn't. Ta-. Like I was like, I don't think we should take Allen because we're just gonna get sniped by Liam all day. And
0: then you took out. Al- you were like, "Fuck it, dude. I'm taking Allen too." <laughs> then it was like it was <laughs> it's just just so funny. We have an auto drafter, we have Liam playing the hits. We like things break right for our team. Like we had clean selections almost all the way through what we want to do. And then Alex is just getting like shivved left and right, shrapnel, and then Copper and Easy are like trying to tiptoe around a minefield to build out a logical team. I mean, <laughs>
3: oh, that's pretty sweet. What bro. a draft. Alex Alex said, I heard you say it, but it was after I picked. I mean, that is
0: that, you get that sinking feeling of, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Um, all right, dudes. Uh, this was fun. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're going to have the stat chasing guys on. Um, we're going to do kind of a hodgepodge stream. We'll do uh, some more underdog. Uh, obviously sacrilegious has been deep in the weeds on that stuff with leg up. We will do some more FFPC, get their thoughts, uh, updated ownership. Maybe we'll get some news tomorrow that'll make that conversation, uh, interesting. And then we're also going to talk about the NFC contest as well. We've been talking about it in our group chat. I know some of you guys were wondering if we're going to play it. Um, we're going to get a few entries in and we'll talk through some strategy for that. So that'll be tomorrow, 8, 15 PM Eastern with Drico. And, sacrilegious, and then we're booked for Friday, 815 again with Dink and Leone. You guys can get access to those ownership projections and ship chasing and leg up discords, uh, Gretch, anything else from you other than needing to go rest up and drink some tea?
2: No, no. I mean, people have been asking me about stealing bananas. Sean and I are recording tomorrow. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks with all my travel. Um, I'm going to be writing a little bit in the next couple yeah. weeks, but other than that, nothing, nothing that's out. Got home late last night. Yeah. Going to get some sleep tonight.
0: Beautiful. Uh, anything else for you, Pat? Um, I've been teasing this
3: bracket tool. I'm hoping to get that out um, tomorrow or Friday. Um, working on it. We'll see. The other thing I'll tease is that uh, we are trying to on the fly reconfigure the underdog tool for DraftKings. Um, so I'm hoping to get that out uh, as soon as possible as well. Pete went black and white and then jumped off the stream.
0: I accidentally like fat-fingered one of my other video recording apps and it like <laughs> broke my, my webcam. Um, <laughs> that would be, yeah, hop in the, the Discord uh, where you guys like to pop it up and get access uh, to those ownership projections. Uh yeah, love this week. Uh thank you guys for all your your input. I know uh Pat appreciates it too helping tweak oh yeah those ownership I mean it's it's I'm
3: trying to project what everyone's gonna do. So like it's (laughs) it's like uh, feedback is very much welcome. The chat Um, the chat this week is is crucial. It's always fun to hear your thoughts this week. I
0: mean literally
3: sentiment is the whole game.
0: Well, I do the same thing on my uh, Sunday morning crams, right? Where there's like two levels of ownership. There's like the generic, like the field ownership, and then there's like what is our group of galaxy brainers and ship chasers that everyone going to be thinking. And so that, and like that ownership matters too, and that's where you can like get steam. And it's like our sub community could theoretically like flip Allen over Lamar. Like that's I don't think that's gonna happen. It's in play, but it's in play.
3: Yeah. One yeah. thing that makes me feel like it's probably not going to happen is then I was getting pushed back on Tucker. And I think you probably have to have a big contingent of people being willing to just straight up fade the Ravens for them to flip. Yeah. But because because you're not, not flowers is not that fun to play. You're going to play in yep. Lamar just to avoid playing flowers. Yep. But yeah, it's a big it's a big decision point this week.
0: All right, guys, we will see you back here tomorrow, eight fifteen PM Eastern. Have a great rest of your evening. Good luck in those playoff best ball streets.